guys, N-word review time. You know the rules. One listen, uh, and then we're going to judge. Uh, this N-word comes from uh, D- uh, Dave Portnoy. He's the president of Barstool. Again, one listen. You know the rules. Scores one between one and ten. We're going to rank it and go. Okay, I mean, it's got a lot of crunch. I would yeah. say it's more of like a a New England... Um, no, maybe. no, no. New England people are much more comfortable saying that word. Really? You think the there was a slight discomfort? There was a little awkwardness with it. Uh, uh, level of racism, would you say? Level of racism was low. Level I think racism, low. Yeah. More me- like a don't date my daughter. Yeah, mediocre racism. Mediocre, like don't move in my neighborhood, but you know, you could play cheesy. on my... It's cheesy. A cheesy. It was a little cheesy. Like, you could play on the same AAU team as my son. Right. You know what I mean? But don't, but like, don't really infiltrate the family. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. I hear exactly. you. Okay, okay. Um, should we keep playing it? Sure. Let's see. What you do. It's going to be hit after hit. He'll just yell something in okay. his EDP, like twang. Like, fuck this nigga. Like in the Whoa! Okay. Now that one was a little hot. That one came in a little hot. That was like lava. That one was like like lava. lava. Just bubbling off the (laughs) bubbling off the plate. I mean, wow. I would say that one, um, Al, you were the final judge on that one, but that one had I would say about a six point eight. Ooh, six point eight. Would you what would you go on? Six point eight? I mean it came in a little hot. The execution, um I give him some points for style. Style, style. you give him some style points. Style points, yeah. Okay. Decent style points. Give it a nice like 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6. 1.6
So I probably I give that like a seven point one. You go seven point one. Oh my that's lord! A good score, man. Are we ranking N words or N dicks? And I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but in all seriousness, Al, you are the final judge on these N words. Obviously, this is not our place to judge. So yeah, go. Yeah. Um, that one, I don't know. It it started hot, smooth delivery. Mm. Smooth, delivery. <laughs> <laughs> smooth delivery. I got to give that one a a three five. Three, three five. five. Uh, five. Okay. Three five. Okay. You okay. named it a W dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bro. I don't know. See, Nick, I'm trying to keep it consistent. (laughs) Uh, If you guys have no clue what we're doing right now, (laughs) the cancel culture came after uh, Barstool owner. Is he the owner? I think he's still the owner. CEO? uh, CEO or something. Um, No, the CEO's a, a woman. Okay. They got a nice little smoke screen. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they nice have to make another hire yeah. after this. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, white girl. <laughs> we need Candace Owens. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, no, but that was genius. Like, you get called sexist and shit. 100%. And then you just get a woman to be your CEO, 100%. and then she is that shield. That was called her daddy's leverage, I thought. What was it? That they're women that are like the forefront of this network. They're like the, they're the yeah. the guys. That's yeah. why he was offering deals and his apology. He was like, I never would offer this deal to anybody else. Yeah, because I got two women right here that are like the people from my network. My bad, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You started off a bad 2020 for David Portnoy, yo. yo. <laughs> I didn't know he was dropping M-bombs all over the place. <laughs> um, but so basically, uh, the cancel culture came after him. They probably went through every single thing Barstool's ever put out, and they're trying to... I mean, that clearly looks like a targeted hit. They're like editing the video. Can I say my problem with yes, this? Yes, please, go. First of all, well, let's not get into the serious part yet. This appears to be some kind of stand-up comedy situation. The way he's holding the microphone, the way he's holding the mic stand. Yep. You can't release open mic footage like yeah, that, yo. bro. Come on, yo. That's not his good material yet. That's not the good. That's not the polished. He didn't understand, like, the genius thing of taking a bite of pizza. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that wasn't there yet. Like, the, the revolutionary innovation in content, which is... <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't wait till he got to stage and delivered like a Kramer N word. That's that's a strong six point one. That, he <laughs> that was a six point one. I'm trying to understand. So. Al's like uh, Al's scale. So is the scale is the scale based on how racist you really think the person is, or how well executed the N word is? Both, both. So it's I like come. if well, they're Kramer not gets a six. Son, there's 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 been some nines. So <laughs> like, who got a nine? Like I would say, like two hundred years ago, you'd heard nines all. <laughs> what, about like, what about a white lady in a grocery store being told to put a mask on? Like, what kind of M word does that get? Oh, that's like a, that's a measly two point two. That's it. 2. That's a two. Oh, dude, we need to show the video later. I think her name on Twitter is Tina Forty. This is my like dream woman i mean this is <laughs> that's your dream do you woman. know who she is i know i know oh my god we got to get this up but we'll stay on this for right now yeah. okay um so yeah so they go through all his stuff find everything he said they're like hey let's cancel him let's get this guy out of here i don't think barstool's fans really care I, I from when i watch it i don't think that he's saying this in a hateful way if anything i just think he's a uh, you know arrogant like sometimes you think when you don't have any like white friends or sorry, uh, black friends, <laughs> like you think that this word is less um, harmful than it is. Yeah. And I don't expect 
Dave to have any black friends. You know, um, I'm sure he grew up in a place that's quite segregated, maybe in New England or something like that. And uh, and then you don't know that it's that bad, and you hear it in like music, and you hear black people saying it all the time. You're like, well, okay, well they're saying it all the time. And uh, it doesn't How seem that bad. How hateful can it be? How hateful can it be? Yeah. And I think that a lot of white people do that. And I think if maybe you're someone like us that actually grows up with black people and you hear how upset they get when someone, not even them, like a friend of theirs or any black person is called the N-word by a white person, you're like, fuck, I could never say that word. Right. And it's really easy not to say the word. Like yeah. I've been on podcasts for fucking hours a week, every single week mm-hmm. for the last, I don't know, six years of my life. And you only drop five. There's only five N-words <laughs> that I've said, you know? And it was a Trinidad James song. They all happened <laughs> in a row, dude. It was like one instance, you know what I mean? Nah, I, re- I respect you. Like, You've never even slipped. Yeah. I yeah. respect that a lot. I don't do it, uh, yeah. but it's something I just never never did. That's, you know, that being said, I think we do draw a distinction between like a hateful person and someone who says that in terms of like repeating someone else to seem like he was repeating. And if I'm not about to put the indictment on hate on him. No. I don't think he's a hateful guy. No. Uh, I just think that he just doesn't have any black friends and probably didn't grow up with a lot of diversity and just doesn't I know. know. I'm not giving him that easy of an out. And you don't have to. That, <laughs> yeah. No, no, yo. So what everybody knows you don't say it. Like that's, you don't that's need black saying. friends to know you don't say it. And the only reason why he felt comfortable to say it in that room because there was no one black, there's no black in people. the room. Yeah. And so it's like, also probably he knew listening. he was doing something wrong and he probably just didn't think he thought that was like um, just for the show. Probably won't live forever in the moment. I, I, I think, think it was I think a little real bit quick. of like, okay, go. I want to. I think I can get away with this. Yes. Let me. Let yeah, me. Yeah, see yeah. What I can get away with. Yeah. It's yeah. arrogance. It's like I think, but I think a lot of white people look at saying the N word no different than like making a retard joke or making a sexist joke. A lot of white people have no black friends, right? And just don't know any black people, right? Mm, okay. So I think they're like, oh, this is taboo. Just as taboo as me making a retard joke. Just as taboo as me making a sexist joke. The more like see that point. O- only white people in your life, you know what I mean? Like boat shoe whites, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Like they don't know anything about how this word affects people outside of like a history textbook. Right. Right. Or what they see on World Star or some yeah. shit like that. And he knows he's never going to run into any black people. Well, yeah. now things are probably different. But in the initial stages of Barcelona, I don't know if there are any black people there. No. They have one black guy there, the midget. Yeah. He can handle him. Again, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. But I don't think he's that worried of what his reaction is going to be. And I think they sponsored him to come here from Africa. Yeah, he checked all the boxes with, with that hire. Like, let's just get this one guy. We got everything. black midget. We got woman. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah, 100%. So, um, so that, I think, is the question that we got to look at when we look at, like, how people say things, especially if they're, like, in the guise of getting a rise or getting some laughter. Judge them by intent. Exactly. We always say, that. what is the intent? Not the intention. I don't think the intention was hateful. It maybe is a learning moment. And, you know, maybe his reaction to it now is like, yo, that was stupid. I was something I would never do now. I think he even said that on the thing. Yeah, probably. Al, what is your thing? What is your Ooh. feeling on that? Um, the idea that like his apology you mean yeah like where he yeah he basically came out he was like look these are jokes here's the thing that I didn't like he was basically like yo these are jokes that they would do in the office no No. they wouldn't yeah that's like (laughs) there's a lot of episodes of the office I don't think they were throwing M-bombs around in the office like they had racially insensitive jokes in the beginning of the office but none where the M-bomb was dropped so it's like like to try to group it with that, it's like he's trying to. There's one his way where they allude to him doing like the Chris Rock N words versus black people bit, but the point is, yeah, but he stopped. They stop it yeah. for that, and he's getting in trouble for saying that. Yeah, so it's like that's what I was gonna this guy's just, just having fun. I, th- saying I don't the know word. his background. My su- my assumption, he's like is like a rich white kid who just never had any minority friends, and now he's in this world where he's 
forced to interact with people who are from all walks of life and they probably has realized later on in life, oh shit, that word really affects people. I'm not going to make that as a taboo joke. Yeah. But it's just typical like, you know, like spoiled white kid thing. I would just respect any white person more, well, especially if they're not using it in a hateful way, but just be like, yo, my bad. At the time I knew it was wrong, but I was around people that I they I knew they wouldn't mind. Like just own up for it, take full accountability, and don't try to because like, oh, yeah. if you take full accountability for it, then it's like, all right, you realize you fucked up. Yeah. You also can't really speak up if you pay them. You know what I mean? Like if a white person, it's just a tough position. If you get if you're a white dude, that's my boss. He's saying it in a way that I know isn't hateful. I'm a white dude, he pays me. Do I just risk my job and be like, yo, don't use that word? Even if it's joking. Yeah, so like everybody's mm. trying to pay their bills, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, tough. That's, yeah. that's bad if you have yeah. just yes people, yes men yeah, around you. Yeah, keep that same energy yeah. about the Nazis. <laughs> I mean, if the Nazis are trying to be okay. funny, you know what I mean? Yo, isn't that how people always jump to shit? Like, you do anything. Like, you don't become Superman in any moment. And they're like, yeah, that's what happened with the Nazis. <laughs> right? Like, 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 someone doesn't recycle their shit. You're like, oh, you're just going to let it happen? Yeah, what about the Nazis? Oh, you're just going to let it go to the landfill, get incinerated, huh? <laughs> How hilarious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, so are we done with the Portnoy discussion? Anything else? Mm. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it's not that hard to not use a word, like you said. I feel yeah. like you should be able to say, as a rule, you should be able to say whatever you want, and then the N-word is the exception that proves the rule. Keep going on that. What do you mean like by that? Like, every, they always say, oh, that's the exception that proves the rule. I think say whatever you want, the N-word is the one is the one exception, and that's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, like, say whatever we, you want, we have that. exceptions in life, right? Yeah. Like, the December 25th, is no more an important day than any other day, but we decide it's Christmas and we decide everybody doesn't work and we decide that we hang out with our family. It is a myth that we all choose to believe in, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Now, I'm not saying the N-word being a bad word is a myth, but it is something that we've kind of like culturally all accepted and it's this weird way of like atoning for like horrible behavior. Does it make up for it? Is it the 40 acres and a mule? Absolutely not. But it's this, it's this way where like every race, especially white people can go, Look, some fucked up things have happened to black people. Yeah. The very least yeah. that I can do yeah. is avoid this one fucking word. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I think when you say it as a white guy, I don't know, you explain uh, to me how you feel, but my my imagine the assumption is like, you can't even do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. you can't even just fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. exactly how I feel. But just ask you, just don't say one fucking word. A lot of shitty things have happened. We barely ask for anything. You know, yeah. so that's why when you that's why our reaction is like really like that's why I think that our reaction is over the top. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you're really just you already got your foot on our neck or knee yeah. and you're digging it in. I'll <laughs> <laughs> come with the jokes, bro. OK, you're just like digging it in. Yeah, like, it's, it's like uh, you don't have like you. That is such an easy thing for you yeah. to not do. And then the people will always be like, yeah, but if we all treated people equally, we would all say the word. And it's like, yeah, that'd be nice if we were all equal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, ideally, in an ideal world, and someone will cut this and like snip it out, but in, in an <laughs> ideal world, black, I'm, I imagine black people would love it if we were so equal that that word meant nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. the ideal world is that there was so much equity. There was an equitable relationship of all races where you could say whatever you want to him. You could say whatever you want to me. I could say whatever I want to you. Unfortunately, because there is 
this uh, kind of class and race dynamic that exists, some of these words fucking sting yeah. extra. And it's just uh, too much history tied up with that particular word. So it's like, you, right. I don't think you'll ever I get feel with non-white people, but also not black Yo, people. Yo, just say it, it son. Nah, <laughs> say it. Yeah, you fucking sand cracker. <laughs> say that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I got you. Don't say that uh, word, bro. Nah, never. Be honest, bro. Never. Be honest. I'm honest, yo. What happens if when the black guy came into GMC to get some creatine and then <laughs> ran out without paying your moms? Hey, you ain't gonna catch that motherfucker, mom. <laughs> <laughs> be honest. I didn't even think he needed the creatine in the first place. He looked pretty goddamn jacked, if you ask me. I don't know. <laughs> He got that one. He got that one. Let a Chinese kid steal something. I'll get him. I catch that motherfucker. That guy got it. So there's certain, there's certain races you just don't chase out the Why stuff. bother? Why even bother? Mom, you know how many of these pills I have to eat? We didn't even catch that motherfucker. Mark, your thoughts? About what specifically? Uh, just black people. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your thoughts about the N-word or like what happened here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Portnoy is just like being arrogant, irreverent, same deal, like doesn't have black people to know. But at the same time, I didn't really grow up around that many black people. And I also just knew like, yeah, don't say it. Like specifically in a public forum yeah. on the internet where it's broadcast, like I don't really know what he was thinking. But also, I don't know what these, what the media was like. What was that thing? Was it a live thing? Was it something else? Like if it's gonna be recorded and put out, and you know it is, why we, why even risk it? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, you're probably leaning into the taboo of it, and like you're you're almost using it as like a marketing tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. I using the flagrancy as a marketing tool. What kind of <laughs> animals would do something so like low. that? I mean, what pieces of garbage? Honestly, classless behavior. I mean, just build your whole content. Yeah. Have, <laughs> some, have some moral fiber. Have some class. Character. You white cracker. <laughs> Wait, what did we have for uh, white people? Oh, yeah, you got to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it? <laughs> a bunch of white niggas over there, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, now that was a nice solid 7-3 right there, man. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a break for a second, and we got we to gotta talk about our favorite CBD company. Yeah, if you're yeah. new to the Asshole Army, you're new to the Flagrant 2 podcast, you know that uh, Radix Remedies is our CBD company. That's mm. it. That's who we fuck with. They support us. They rock with us heavy. Mm -hmm. Telling you they have every different type of CBD that you can want. Me personally, I don't fuck with the the CBD um, uh, medicinal stuff as much as I like just smoking and not being so fucking blitzed out of my mind I can't even do anything. I like the casual act of smoking. This is a CBD joint right here. They got these. Matter of fact, they got like a, a monthly pack you can get. You get mm -hmm. five of these. They're a gram each and uh, $39.99 a month. It's a, a subscription box. You get all different types. They have tons of different flavors of the actual flower itself. Okay. Um, I'll enjoy smoking that. Now, that being said, Akash, you like the... The melatonin gummies. Put you to sleep. Bruh. Okay. Great. They also got the tincture. They got the drops. They got the spray. They got the creams. They got anything you could possibly want in the realm of CBD. Be careful with them gummies, though. They will put you to sleep night yeah. night. That being said, you could also smoke it, and they can send you the flower itself, so it's not pre-rolled. Just the flower in that mm. little, like, um, what is it called? Prescription yep. bottle that they use. So uh, if you fuck with Radix and you fuck with Flagrant 2, make sure you go to RadixRemedies.com. Okay, that's R-A-D-I-X, 
remedies.com. Use the promo code flagrant. You get 10% off your order. If you're in Austin, go check out their store. Let them know your asshole army. They will take care of you. They have done that in the past. They haven't told me that they're going to do that in the future, but I'm saying it anyway. Check out our boys over at Radix Remedies. Now let's get back to the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's up, y'all? You know, it's uh, flagrant too, man. Akash Singh. Uh, I'm Andrew Schultz. Mm-hmm. We got Alex Media in the building. We got Mark Gagnon in the building. What's up? Um, Yo, so here's the thing. We all had a pretty interesting weekend. Um, Al went to a bachelor party. Yeah. And can I say where? Yeah, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Mark, Akash, and myself did stand-up comedy for the first time in... Three months? Three months. <sighs> so clearly what's more interesting are all the whores that Al fucks in Puerto Rico. <laughs> 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 so fuck our little... I was a little nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's describe what happened, and I bet you it's the exact same thing. Like, I was a little nervous at first, but then I got into it, and then, you know what? It was pretty, it was pretty comfortable. It was pretty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cheating on my girl with Latin women just felt great. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, I honestly think your um, acting shit you guys were doing in the green room was probably more exciting. Son, the acting shit <laughs> that was dying, yeah. dude, son. That was hot. We gotta keep, I did that with my girl once when we were away. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what happens when you a girl away, you just run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gotta cook up some games out in this bitch. <laughs> so, uh, but yo, it was, if y'all didn't see it on the Instagram, basically what we did is we challenged each other. You had to take an emotion and then walk in the door with that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, gag now, what'd you get? Oh, I got a crest crestfallen. Crestfallen. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't tell. Fuck is crestfallen, son. I didn't know either. I that gave shit it to is him. Like super sad, son. I thought that shit was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> crestfallen four. That yeah. new shit coming for Xbox. <laughs> How'd you give up something you ain't even know? I just heard of the word and I was uh, like, that's a fire word. That is mad. Word. And it's I really mad. was like, yo, Mark's smart enough to know what that means. <laughs> I really just want to know the definition without asking them and then judging me. <laughs> so I figured Mark would walk in. I'd be like, I bet I can yeah. use that word now. And my performance was good enough that you knew what it was, right? <laughs> nah, your that performance. Trash, yo. You on. flipped your hair back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yo. What is that? <laughs> Willow Smith, that hot ass little kid. <laughs> Mark coming through it. Yo, Mark out here defending Shane Dawson. <laughs> Mark defending. Mark's referencing uh, the whole Smith family came at. Um, Some YouTuber. Who they came at? It's hot for YouTubers right now, yo. Yo, it's hot. Hold <laughs> 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 oh, mm. So it's hot for everybody right now. It bro. really is, uh, yo. This climate. Ball. They gonna try to come for me. We gonna see how much you, you love me, bro. Everybody, listen. We gonna see how much love you got for the kid because they're gonna come for me. Let me tell you, if they do, I'm releasing a sex tape mm. <laughs> with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's gotta be with Al to not be nah. racist oh, and homophobic. Damn, I'm trying to get out of Nah, get Aka. Get that get black Aka. He, he checks all the boxes. Yeah. I'm nah, getting I'm some black, black tranny and I'm smoking her out, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm not playing no games. Hey, yo, Laverne Cox, holla. Bro, I don't know about her, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fresh scoop. Nah, you got to take down that fucking, you got to take down that trans, trans. What do you like, mean? You got to take down the fucking goat so it could be like, ha, I fucked the trans. Caitlin, I got to take down Caitlin. Caitlin or uh, Laverne Cox. And you or got Laverne Cox. Either. Would you eat that puss? <laughs> I feel like that's, 
I'd eat that puss. <laughs> it's not even a puss. <laughs> it's fresh as brand yeah, new. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fresh out that's the your, oven. That's you just got to market. That looked like a sourdough loaf. <laughs> <laughs> right? If it looked like a sourdough loaf, I might pass on that. <laughs> nah, you, you got, got yeast on this shit? <laughs> hey, bro, they all got yeast. What are we supposed to do out here? Girl never had a yeast infection? Nah. Your girl no. never had a yeast infection? No. Mine neither, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what y'all talk about. You know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know none of y'all. Shit. You know what I mean? What, y'all girls get that shit? Some dirty ass bitches? No, we clean over here looking like elf pussy. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lord of the Rings. Aerosmith's daughter. What's that bitch name? Oh, you know that nymphs? pussy tastes like vanilla. <laughs> some nymph. That nymph. Nymph, yeah, yeah, yeah. That nymph puss. Yeah, she a nymph. That nymph puss. Oh, man. Weren't they asexual? <laughs> Say what? Weren't the elves asexual? That that don't depend on them. <laughs> what? Wait. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if a lesbian is a lesbian, yeah. but I'm straight... <laughs> And we decide to consensually fuck. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't care what you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as <laughs> like, it don't matter what you're in. As long as we both consent to it. You could be the whole time like, I like pussy. I'm like, yeah, me, me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these lesbians yeah. trying to act like we don't get it? <laughs> you think saying you like pussy going to change my mind? <laughs> Shit. Oh man, now we just got something good to talk good about. Good that. Good save, brother. I'm so, Al, you got some pussy yeah. out there in Puerto Rico? No, I didn't. It was like, because um, everything's still pretty much locked down. It's like 50 50 how it is here in New York. Right. But one thing, yo, Puerto Rico, they might not have electricity, but they're handling COVID like, like better than any place I've ever been. So Word? Far. Yeah. Why? Off the airport, they, I mean, off the plane, they questionnaire you, take your temperature. Um, ask if you were around anybody who had it. Every pl- establishment, you have to have a mask. My fucking hotel, they fucking take your temperature to come in. What so, they taking your temperature with if they don't got no fucking electricity? The big. They uh, just put the back of their hand to your forehead? <laughs> nah, the, <laughs> he <goo. laughs> the infrared gun. Oh. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. On it, on it. And I asked the hotel, I was like, yo, what if one of us had a temperature? Like, ah, you can't come in. Really? Yeah. Now, did you lead into your Puerto Rican-ness there? I tried. It I wasn't coming you, out. Son. I saw you wore sunglasses inside a pool, like oh. underneath the water. And yeah. I was like, that might be the most Puerto Rican thing I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my entire life. <laughs> you had some diamond studs <laughs> on those oh, fucking God. glasses. <laughs> nah. nah, we had a good time, man. You no know, hoes, just, though? Nah, no hoes. Man, y'all gay, You know, bro. we just chilling. Just no re- hoes, bro? Just bachelor re- just party? Just reading books and stuff, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, just, I got you. Yeah. Peeling the pages. Yeah, we chilling. <laughs> I see that. You ever flip through your girl's pussy like that? You're just like... <laughs> Y'all need to play with your girls' pussies more, bro. That's probably why they ain't got no yeast. In <laughs> Those dirty ass fingers all over. Son, <laughs> low, low key, bro. Uh, so we went and did stand up. Man, it was great to be back on stage. Al, you were missed. Obviously, we love having you on the road, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to go back. Yo, Are man, you going back? Uh, yeah, we going back. I think July. July's next gig. Uh, we got a uh, Orlando. Hopefully, the Corona shit gets figured out out there. I know my girl tripping <laughs> on all that shit. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it was great to be back on stage. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. It was the best. Mark, 
Yeah, it was cool. It was like, it was weird being back out there. The vibe well, was heavy in the room. We talked about that. Okay, like, go. There's just so much shit going on in the world and everybody's battling this this virus. So the Friday shows for sure, it was just like everybody's a little bit more tense. Yeah. You had to fight through that. Yo, on. if y'all bombed, it's all good, bro. Y'all were talking about that. <laughs> yo, yo. Is it, <laughs> is it <laughs> fucked up to act if <laughs> comedians bomb? Yo, I don't know if you're allowed to it's act. All good, man. It is what nah, it is, nah, bro. I only bombed like four out of the five. Like, <laughs> the nah, fifth I'm one, there was Akash. silence. So. Akash was slapping. I'm not going to lie. Mark, too, on the last show. You got <laughs> <laughs> you figured out by the last show. And shout out to our boy Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy was there. Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck Matt was doing. Up again. <laughs> <laughs> Matt came on some of the shows, bro. Matt got to be the funniest motherfucker, bro. He's in our videos. We asked him on the Friday show. We're like, yo, you want to go up? He's like, nah, nah. I got to prepare a little bit. I'll come by tomorrow. He came by tomorrow. I don't know what he prepared for <laughs> 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 we gotta get our boy Matt on the show the oh, podcast, man. bro. <laughs> Shout out, Matt. I love that motherfucker, low key, bro. I love that motherfucker. Bombing his ass off. I love his ass. <laughs> I love him. Nah, he's foul because he's not here to defend himself and how hard he fucking bombed. <laughs> So I think that was payback for how bad I bombed his corporate gig that he got. We never us, talked about that on the podcast. So yo. God bless. Mar we never talked about. No, yo, yo, Matt got me this corporate gig, man, got and Akash, yep. and we're making stupid money. And Matt was just so great. He flew us down there, and um, it was in Florida. And I and I don't it was know a what private gig for some like real estate company. Yeah, but like, like rich real estate, rich not some people. regular shit. Yeah, rich people. And we were down there, and Akash went up, and Akash smashed. And uh, I went up afterwards. And I had a good first, maybe like two minutes. <laughs> no, no, we'll get there. Oh yeah, I, Andrew. I, no, I did. I did like decently enough. It was a shitty setup. You did as well as you could do. Whatever. You get off. I thought you it's did a job, good, bro. Andrew goes up there, and I'm like listening a little bit, and he's crushing. So I'm like, ah, oh, he's good. And I just walk off. I hear him crushing. Then all of a sudden, I walk back by. And it's just mad quiet. He's yeah, still talking. So, so there was a change in, in the energy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so what changed the, <laughs> change the energy was uh, there was uh, one boss that like nobody really liked. So I was making fun of him. And then this other guy went to the bathroom. Yeah. And then I thought it would be really funny if when the other guy went to the bathroom, if I if I looked at the boss and I was like, hey, why don't you follow him to the bathroom? And when you're there, bend over so he could fuck you in your ass. <laughs> sure, <that was> cool. <laughs> and they told us to be clean. Oh yeah, that's another part. So they, they said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we couldn't curse. I don't know why I felt comfortable doing that. Because he was kind of dirty up top and I crushing. Was. I was dirty and then, up so top. And so sometimes you're up there and you just, you just take a shot. Yeah. And this but that was, was a weird shot because there wasn't even anything clever about it. That's what, that's what, that's what I think shut the shit down. Yeah. He's talking about the CEO or like the number two in the entire company. Yeah. And he's talking about him getting fucked in his ass, yeah. but not in a clever way. Just, yeah. hey, go get fucked in your ass. Yo, son, it was so quiet. Like, you know when they're like, you could hear the record screech, right? Dead ass. <laughs> no, no, this is how quiet it was. I heard 
in another part of the restaurant, somebody asking for more bread. <laughs> son, son, I said it and nobody said anything and I distinctly heard, oh excuse me, can we have some more bread, please? Thank you. Oh and I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. Oh my God. And then I had to do another 25 minutes at which point, <laughs> this is the craziest I've ever bumped, bro. I start going into material, right? And it's just not the right place for material, especially yeah. my material, right? <laughs> At one point, the owner that I said about the fuck to the ass yeah. goes up, stands up in the middle of the joke, walks up to the side of the stage as if he's being like sneaky. There's no stage. We're just in front of tables. Yeah. He walks to the side. He goes, he goes, I, I, I think that's enough. <laughs> so, wow. so, so I, I think that's enough i think oh, that's good yeah oh, dude i'm even getting hot thinking about it yeah, uh, <laughs> like i'm getting hot underneath this shirt that i'm wearing right now better it's, andrew yeah. was there for one of my biggest bombs ever i can't even say the biggest but do you yeah, remember yeah. singapore raffles oh boy yo that shit we did a show in singapore we did a couple first show oh, goes boy. great second show the england club yeah we're at this like English club in Singapore. You know, oh, I think they, co they colonized Singapore back in the day or something. I don't know. Yeah. But this is like a colonial ass club with colonial ass British white people. And I go up there and I start bombing. And then I start realizing like these motherfuckers colonized really are like they got like a colonial mentality and they don't like me. And I know that. And I'm like trying to still win them over and this is a horrible ass experience of trying to win over these people I think are racist and they are just not having it and I just keep bombing harder and harder and I think I yelled at somebody another comic after I got off stage an Australian guy he said something and he was being annoying the whole time and I had such a bad set I was like yo shut the fuck up man <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> bro I remember seeing you up there dog and it wasn't the great scenario but I knew that it was like you felt like you were dancing for your like oppressor, <laughs> yeah, just, right? You felt like that, right? You killed me, yeah. And then you just started lashing out. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> these guys paid us to go around the world. Yeah. Like yeah, around the boy. world. They put us up in Singapore. We like were a pain in the ass to deal with, kind of low key. Because we demanded to be in Singapore, not Malaysia. Remember that? Oh, uh, no, I don't remember that. Oh, that was me. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't bomb. I want to so. be in no third world ass country for longer than I got to be. <laughs> hey, man, that guy that brought us loved Andrew, even though Andrew's a pain in the ass. And he liked me until that show. And then after that, I felt him cool off. Really? I felt him be. I was like, hey, man, thanks for the show. Sorry about that one. He's like, yeah, man, it happens. <clears throat> so uh, here's your ticket to Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> he sent your ass to Malaysia, bro. <laughs> the third world, yo. Anyway, Matt bomb worse than that. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> we love you, Matt. We love you. You can come with us anytime, bro. Nah, I heard laughs. I did hear laughs. We're joking. We're fucking around. There was a couple. <laughs> anyway so it was cool being back on stage i'll be honest i like being nervous again for the first time i miss being nervous yeah and i felt some nerves you know what i mean it was it was good and the, the crowds were there and there's an interesting energy switch in the crowds that i've noticed whereas like when everything was good and life was good right yeah. um and I understand what I'm saying. Life is good. That yes, it's like relatively you speaking, you know what the fuck I mean. Generally, the yeah, society like, is doing well. It yes, seems. exactly. Right. So, um, we focus on all the things that are bothering us. Yeah. Right. And when life was good, we focus on like how words are bad. Yeah. And how 
behavior is toxic and all these other things that microaggressions microaggressions yes and when we were doing comedy during that time we were fighting for the right to do comedy yeah and it was a cool we were like at war you know we we're like yeah. fighting for the right to do these jokes and fighting for the right to yeah. say what we want right and now the energy has shifted now that you have something that is a fucking global pandemic and their people are anxious they don't know what their future is going to be you know fucking what they want race riots like it's they're a race game. riot you know what they want they want to release they want silly they want they want silly they want fun they want a party yeah. it's like when uh, in the 80s like after or kind of like at the tail end of the um the uh Vietnam war yeah you know people wanted rock and roll and hair metal and right. just like let's party all night long and that's the type of music that came out of it because we realized Shit can be really fucked up out there. Yeah. We have perspective about how fucked up the world is, so we value fun again. And it was really cool to see that shift in the audience. Like they just wanted to have fun. Yeah. You know, not for Matt, but they really wanted <laughs> to <laughs> just Matt, we love you, Matt. Matt did not bomb bad, bro. A little bit, but he did not bomb bad. Anyway, did you feel that too? Uh, yeah, I did. And then I said this to you, it kind of reminds me of like Watching Bollywood movies growing up, it was always so colorful and yes. bright and everybody's rich and everybody like they have problems and whatever, but it's all rich people shit. And I was always like curious about that. And in America, you see like these gritty ass films and I realized, yo, in, in India, you want to get away from life. Life is fucking hard all the time. Let me get out of this and go escape. This well, is yeah. an escape again. What was the like industry that popped during the Great Depression? Movies? Film, right? Yeah. And I, I would imagine that all the films were aspirational. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see, uh, what's the fucking thing? Lenny and uh, whatever. Of Mice and Men. Of Mice and Men, that kind of shit. You know, but I imagine there's going to be like fun, aspirational films which show uh, showcase a life that, you know, you would like to be living and give you a fucking break. Yeah. And it's interesting to have that shift and do comedy. You know, actually what the biggest movie in, uh, the biggest, most like highest grossing comedy in the American history is, is The Hangover. And it dropped... Like right as the the stock market was collapsing in two thousand eight and all that shit, and The Hangover is not the greatest comedy of all time. But you just need that but fun, we that need release, this shit, yo. It's just silly. Dude's getting drunk. Somebody gets lost. Like all this wild stuff. Let's just forget. Everything seems to be collapsing around us, and let's take just take our minds fun. off of the yeah. misery. Yeah. And I love having a role in culture that's important, at least comedically. Yeah. Like when I mean important, I'm not talking about essential work or important. I'm talking about like having you remove some of your stress because life is fucking stressful now. Yeah. Like, not that you're stressed out about microaggressions. You're stressed out about job. And macroaggressions. Macro. Like, this shit is macro, yeah, for so. real. So it's cool to be existing in a time where comedy is valuable and comedy yeah. is important. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you guys, everybody who came out, man. We got more shows on the books. Go check them out. TheAndrewSchultz.com for the... Uh, for the schedules and Akash, I hope you'll come with us, man. I want love you to, to come on the road. Would love to. It was so much fun having you there, and not Alex. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, the green room sure looked fun. Yo, did you get a little jealous? <laughs> nah. You miss it? Nah, <laughs> you were knee deep in hooker puss. <laughs> nah, nah, I was reading books, man, tearing through them yeah, pages. Come on, man. I learned. Okay, what else we got cooking, boys? I mean, this has been an interesting week. I got a couple little things that I want to discuss with you, but uh, holler, throw them out there. Okay, so. Um, obviously white women are going through it. Oh, it's tough. It's a tough time to be a white woman. Yeah, there's white women. Obviously, the Kanye shit I want to discuss, the Kanye yeah. Gap thing. Um, he also released a music video. Ooh, I didn't see well the music time. video. It just just dropped yeah, today. It just dropped like, like right an hour. Oh, with Travis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I was yeah. seeing the UFC yeah. fights were gotta, great. Yeah. 
So let's get into it. Um, let's first talk about these uh, these white ladies, man. Do you feel like this is the new version? How do I? How do you? How do you describe this? It's like um, the media, the news specifically, latches onto an idea or concept and then pushes everything out there that fits the narrative of that idea or concept. Right. Is there a term for that? But you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah. Um, you know, this happened obviously after the George Floyd uh, shooting. You mm -hmm. saw like any time there was uh, police brutality or any instance of that, it was pushed out by every media outlet. Now, mm -hmm. these things have been happening. The Breonna Taylor didn't even get close situation didn't even get close to the amount yeah. of attention mm -hmm. from the news media until after George Floyd. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Who's the the uh, what's his name? Elijah, Elijah McLean. Elijah McLean was months ago. Now we're hearing about it. Right. So it's like now I feel like the same thing is happening with like enraged white women. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like any girl that gets upset at a grocery store because of this mask. Yeah. White women been throwing fits. That's what they do. <clears throat> yeah. They don't know how to exist without it. They don't. I think there's something about. Was that our door? I don't think so. Okay. I think there's something that we should acknowledge with white women, which is. Um, they're not a fan of inconvenience. Oh, no, 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 no. And I think that they a lot of times mistake harassment with inconvenience. Interesting. Do you remember Continue. that white bitch who was walk, walking through New York City and... People were saying hi. They were like, hello, or, or something like, like that, or something rampant. horrible, yeah. like smile, like yeah. something absolutely evil, right? <laughs> Diabolical, right? Yeah. How are you? Day. How are you? Monsters. How, are, how is your day? Just a disgusting pig of a fucking human being. Yeah. A real Dave Portnoy, if you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, she made a whole fucking viral video about like, you know, chivalry. Yeah. I mean, that's what that, <laughs> right? Like, wasn't that video just about how oh, yeah. nice motherfuckers are in oh, New York yeah. City? Like, and, but that to me, she was like, look at all the street harassment yeah. I'm feeling, right? Akash, take us to India, right? Mm -hmm. Show us a whole new world. A whole new <laughs> Take us to India, uh, and what would the street harassment maybe I look have like? A, I have a bit about this. Right. <clears throat> you know, I say, you know what street harassment looks like in India, and then right. I just do this. <laughs> if, if you guys are watching. <laughs> I don't know if you could say rape with your eyes better than that. Yeah. That, Son, that. I had a guy do that to my mom for an entire train ride. No. And I was just like, do I need to kill this person? Yes, What's going yes, on? Yes, like, motherfucker. Why you just let that rot? Why don't you say something? Because you don't know how many motherfuckers this guy got with him. You don't know, like, just because I can beat up most of you. Nah, you got to get beat up in front of your mom, son. Son, you got to prove to your mom she's safe, bro. Was your mom juggling her tits or something? Why? Also, you don't want to beat up your new dad. You know what I mean? Like, I get that part, though. I'll kill everybody in this room, though. Being for real about things. You know what I mean? Like, I keep talking about my mom juggernaut. This is going to be a problem. She was so unfazed by it, though. She was just like, yeah, we can do it. Yo, but do all of our moms have huge ass fucking dirts? Now, does everybody in this room's mom have big fucking dirts? I actually don't feel comfortable talking about this because I haven't seen y'all's mom. So if y'all could pull up pictures. <laughs> Wait, but hey, Mark, does your mom have big ass stats? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment? That's not no. Al? <laughs> Al? Hey. Yeah. What she got, bro? Hey. <laughs> I don't I'll do that white boy phone. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by looking bro, at Al that Puerto Ricans with no tits? So, I haven't seen them. Yep. Yep. So talking fact. about bombs is my N-word. <laughs> <laughs> 
I talk about my mom's flat ass, big ass titties. <laughs> like they flat and turns it down. They still they're not flat chested. She got some chonkless. Uh, yeah, my mom got two rainbow sandals on her chest. A beaver tail. Beaver tails. Yeah. yeah, is that a term they use? I think so. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um. So, um. Where were we before I made it? White in- women being inconvenienced. Yeah. So I think there's a big distinction that white women need to to learn. There's a difference between harassment and inconvenience. Yeah. And uh, and the difference between a misdemeanor and a crime. Uh, what is it called? A uh, uh, not a not, maybe not even misdemeanor. There's something that's like illegal and something that can be fined. Like, a, what do you mean? Like Both a, are, I guess, are legal. Like, uh, you get a yeah, ticket for something. Misdemeanor, and then there's like a something else, like citation or yeah, like something like um, for example, like parking in the wrong place, it, you get fined for it. Yeah, but it's not, you're not going to jail. Yeah, it's, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. So think. I think it's like that's a civil law versus criminal law. You mean? Yes, not criminal. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So you're not a criminal for parking in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that white women mistake those things. They're like they're barbecuing in a place that they're not allowed to be barbecuing. Right. They think that's criminal. Mm. That's not criminal. I believe. I think that's just a civil law or like a rule that everybody has agreed. And that we find for it, but you're not going to jail for that kind of thing. And the same thing with like harassment, where it's like inconvenience is not harassment. Mm-hmm. You know, now where it becomes harassment, and my girl went through this the other day. She's walking down the street and some guy goes smile, and then she just looks away, she doesn't acknowledge. That's what I'm talking about, babe. I see you. So where does it become harassment? When she walked away, the guy was like, fuck you then, bitch. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And I was like, It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm you, you I pulled, pulled the Akash. Akash. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? You see how big that guy was? I already complimented him on his car. He had a nice car. What am I supposed to do? Son. What? Son. You trying to go to Indian jail? Let me say that. You what think I'm that? trying to go to Indian jail? Oh, this Indian was in jail. India the guy was, was looking at oh, like yeah, this? Oh, yeah, in India. Yeah, yeah. Indian jail. Oh, Indian. That's allowed, though. Huh? That's allowed. <laughs> Low key, why would you bring your mom to India, bro? That's on you. You're part on the, of it. On the it train? is. It is. Yeah, like, why are you on the train? Like hanging on to the outside, like you got. <laughs> <laughs> son, did you? Yes. Yeah, that's why he's staring at your ass. He's like, this poor lady gonna fall off. Yeah. She can't surf a whole goddamn train ride. <laughs> nah, he's nah, he just looking through the window from the outside. Yeah, yeah, your mom's moment. just like this. Big old titties on the glass. What the hell you think you going to? <laughs> I got just okay. Every, my mom hates me. Every, <laughs> <laughs> I know we can say these things. I gotta <laughs> say it so you know it's okay. I gotta say I gotta I gotta open the door so you can walk in. It's like a vampire. No, making fun of your friend shit is really like vampires, right? Like you gotta be invited in. If some stranger was like, yo, hey, show, that's why your mom don't love you, I'd be like, yo, you need to get knocked out. <laughs> But if y'all make fun of my mom for not loving me, it's understandable. Yeah. I'm gonna cry after. Yeah, I've come to learn tragic. that with time here. <laughs> Say what? I've come to learn that with time here. Why are you like, always on CBT? <laughs> 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 Caucasian right. people time. But yeah. you've uh, Caucasian people time. Yeah. No, you've you've come to learn that like you can poke fun at certain things. No, no, no like 
if I laugh about something, then it's fair game here. And there's been stuff that I laughed about outside the podcast that has got brought to the podcast. Oh, so now yeah. I know. Now I know. It's like, don't right. laugh. Yeah, don't yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> don't, you were asking for it. Why'd you laugh that way? <laughs> why you laugh like that? Yo, why were you laughing? Why, why you, you outside that? laughing like that? <laughs> you know, something's you. uncomfortable <laughs> when you're still waiting for you. You're still waiting for dad to come home. It's a little uncomfortable laugh. Like that. <laughs> 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 so we've made so many jokes about Al not seeing his dad that when he told me he was hanging out with his dad the other day, I was like, you hanging out with your dad? <laughs> was his reaction, son. I was like, yes, motherfucker. Son, son dead ass. Baffled me. Son, dead ass. When you said that, I was like, I don't know. Is this motherfucker talking about? Why you got a different name? I saw for Father's Day. Oh, God. I don't understand. You actually saw him? <laughs> See? You saw, like, you finally saw a picture of what he looked like? Nah, we hung up for Father's Day. We just make that joke. Oh, oh, so yeah. you do kick with him. I did yeah. think the reason he changed his name, I thought it was on some like, fuck you thing. Oh, no, no. I had nothing to do with it. That was spe- especially for my job. What just happened? I had a fucking mm. brain lapse. All right. All right, bro. Shout out to Al's dad. Yo, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yo, I apologize, you know I mean? Al's dad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Al's dad. That's crazy. Did he treat you on like some Drake shit where like he came back after you were popping? Oh shit! Does he call you Alex Media? <laughs> Does he call you Alex? Nah, he just learned how to text a couple years ago. He, he has some time before he makes just it. Just learned podcast. how to text you a couple years. ago. <laughs> <laughs> You've been texting, boy. <laughs> Yo, Al, Al's dad treating him like Al treats girls. <laughs> Uh, how you how you respond to the DMs? I, I know how to get them, but I don't know how to write back. How you write back uh, to he it? He didn't even know how to spell your name until he saw that shit on YouTube, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. No wonder he was just double tapping all my text messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Hitting you back with emojis. <laughs> just a question mark. Oh, man. Oh, okay. All right. In all seriousness, I don't even know the last thing we fucking talked about. We're still talking about white women. Oh, so white women. So I think that is something important that we got to teach white women. The distinction between inconvenience and harassment. Yeah. And uh, what was the other thing? Civilly illegal and criminal. What was that shit? <laughs> yeah. We're going to be completely wrong on this thing. Like, <laughs> no, what is I, that I know shit? all the comments and be like, it's all crimes or some shit. We're yeah. wrong somewhere. All, all crimes, crimes matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit us with no all crimes matter, yo. Yo. What what was the thing civil you were saying? Civil crime and criminal crime. Civil crime or civil laws and criminal laws. Civil laws, criminal laws. Yeah. All right. So, Mark, you better be right. Yeah, is, but it's all good. Yeah, it sounded good. <laughs> okay, so I think that's an important thing to understand. I think when they understand that, listen, wearing a mask is not criminal. You're not a fucking criminal if you don't wear a mask. Mm. But you're being civilly disobedient, mm. if you will. And if they want you to wear a fucking mask in the grocery store, just put on the fucking mask. Yeah, how hard is it? Dude, you don't even have to get a mask. You realize you can get like the thinnest piece of fucking napkin you want and just cover your fucking face with it. Yeah. It's just regardless if it works or not, and I understand this the, you know the slippery slope theory, whatever it is. If it just makes some people feel uncomfortable during this fucking time, clearly haven't figured out the pandemic, isn't it the right thing to do? Yeah. Why are you being so difficult? Just make everybody else happy. Does it matter to you to have to a maskless face that much that you're like, fuck everyone else yeah. and their feelings and their discomfort? Word. I need to not wear a mask. I understand you just bought new lips and you want to show them off. <laughs> you paid a lot of money First for all these surgeries. Lips. I know. You don't have these suckers. 
Why'd I call them suckers? Yo, hey, yo, me? Hey, yo, Al, can you please play that video? So I got to show y'all the funniest video I've ever Good seen video. in my entire life. I texted you this joint where the dude's eating the glizzy. No. Fuck it. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I'll get it. I'll get hold it. Hold on. Hot dog situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, Damn. this is. Where'd you send me that? Uh, I think I sent you the DMs. Uh, this is, guys, and I know I'm bigging this up right now, so it's going to ruin it for all y'all, but I need to stall a little bit while I'll get set the video. This is the funniest thing. I dead ass saw Andrew watch this clip yeah. for five minutes straight <laughs> and laugh every single time in the green room. At least, I'm not exaggerating, at least five minutes. So this is the most New York shit ever, right? Uh Tell me how much long you need out so I can plan um, out my stall. This fucking shit is not working. Like okay. Instagram on the desktop. I can't pull up my DMs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So uh, this is the most New York shit ever. It's a dude chilling, thinking he's alone in peace. He takes a bite out of a hot dog, right? And, and he almost kind of looks around before he takes a bite because he knows what his friends will do. And then all of a sudden, his boy, who's been filming him the whole time, the second he- The second. The, and he's real smart because he waits for him to bite the hot dog yeah. off so it's still in his mouth, sitting in his mouth. The second he takes- of the hot dog. Okay, yeah. Al, play the video and give it full screen so everybody can see. Go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> stop. 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 The bite that he took is damn near halfway down his throat. Okay? He motherfucker coughed that shit up like a bird and spit it out. <laughs> How can you... Eat a hot dog, like, and not pause that. Like, you can't eat the hot dog. And then he just threw the whole fucking hot dog with his other hand. <laughs> so, if you play the video again, he turns to his side to take a bite of the hot dog. He takes a bite of the hot dog with his head turned to the side because he knows if they see him doing it they gonna call him gay but his old boy was sitting there waiting he's like oh he got a hot dog oh he yo he thought he was going to eat a hot dog around us get that shit again hit that shit out <laughs> He throws the entire yo look at him look at him lean over to the side of the chair. He goes, he's like yo he's like this side. Like, I know I'm not gonna be able to eat this whole hot dog, but I might be able to get a couple bites out before they call me a raging. And he takes that one bite, bro. And my man, hey, has, yeah! <laughs> when he chucks the rest of the hot dog, mad crestfallen. <laughs> Got him. I was mad they didn't have hot dogs in PR because when you sent me that shit, I couldn't wait to do it to one of my friends. <laughs> there was no hot dog in sight, no it, no sausage, nothing. Nothing. Son. That is a homophobic oh, yeah. culture, right? When <laughs> <laughs> they just cut the fucking sausage out of the even the fucking plantains, they chop it down and fry it before you Yo, eat it. Yo, that's a homophobic, that's a homophobic Latinx, Latinx or whatever they call themselves are, is they cut up the plantain. 
Oh, my oh one more time, just because it's so good. <laughs> Look how crestfallen he is, bro. You know, he mad crestfallen. He's so frustrated throwing that hot dog, man. He's so upset. The hot dog's already in his mouth. It's already gay. There's nothing you can do (laughs) to make it not gay. You might as well chew it and eat it, right? But he's so New York. He's so New York. He just spits the shit out. <laughs> and you know, ladies like, nah, I ain't swallowing fam. I ain't swallowing all hot dog and shit. <laughs> oh, that shit is hilarious. Yo. Yo. I was gonna die when you said that shit. Hey, yo. <laughs> See, like, we can't even have this fun anymore, man. Oh, God. Like, that, a clip like this is like, oh, you're getting canceled. This is a celebrity and people is worth, if they're worth getting canceled, people yeah. try to come for them. You think? Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck them, yo. That's why we got this. That's why we made this shit. That's why we got it. So Patreon. we can, hey, yo. But talk about throwing food. What happened? This is the white <laughs> woman. Are we back to food. white women yeah. bucking off? Being inconvenienced this and not knowing so what to do? This is so good. This is in Dallas, yo. Oh, this is Dallas? This is in Dallas. I can't believe Does this Does this surprise shit. you or not? No, a little bit. You know what surprises me? And I think this is why it's a little fucked. Is she at Fiesta, which is a Mexican market. Like, really? now nah, I'm making Mexicans clean up after you. Somehow I don't feel right. Somehow I feel a little racist. <laughs> Maybe that's why she felt so comfortable putting on the ground. <laughs> Say nothing but every other Thursday. <laughs> they love this. It's their favorite thing to do. It's where you pick the food little... up anyway. Yeah. Off the ground. I'll leave a little tip. It'll be fine. Wow. And Just because right... she wasn't wearing a mask? Yeah, right next to form. the Fabulosa or whatever. Good form with the throws though. <laughs> Things is launching. She had a little, she had a little skinny malinx, bro. She had a little skinny malinx, right? Little cutie patoots. Yeah, we gotta rate all the Karens. We gotta do a power ring and see who the hottest Karen is. Who the hottest Karen is? Hottest Karen or most Karen Karen? The hottest. No, hottest Karen. Like hottest serial killer. Remember when we did that? Yeah, yeah. Female yeah. serial killer. Yeah. Hottest Karen. Not Central. Do you think Central Park Karen was she hot? low on that list, yo? She's low. That bitch was like yeah. Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She kind of bustardo. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break for a second, man, because you guys need better essentials, and I'm not fucking around when I tell you this. I've, you know, we've said this before. Underwear, shirts, hoodies, socks, the men's essentials. Mac Weldon has it on lock. They believe in premium fabrics. They believe in premium quality and they believe in premium experience. Okay. You should not have to go to 15 different websites and 10 different stores just to get underwear, socks, shirts, hoodies. All that can be done with Mac Weldon. This is all things that you know your size, you know you're comfortable, you know your cut, and then you never have to worry about it again. That is what we do as men. We don't want to worry about shit because we got to worry a lot already. Okay. Yep. The world is falling apart. I don't have time to be worrying about my fucking undershirt. Just be efficient. Put it all in one place. Let me know it's high quality. I'm too old for shitty underwear and socks. Let me buy some good stuff. Y'all getting underwear that waffles at the bottom, bro? Trash, yo. Come on, bro. Thin ass socks. Thin ass socks. Toes sticking out. Yo, you look mad childish. You look stupid. Mac Weldon is going to have you nice. Go to MacWeldon.com. M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N. Dot com 20% off your first order if you use the code flagrant. You hear that? 20% off. I just want to make sure that we hit in these motherfucking points. Okay? Smart design, premium fabric, simple shopping. It's very simple. Website. Put it in the fucking cart. Get out of there. All right? 
silver line of underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. I don't even know what that means, but that shit sounds whack. It means it doesn't smell as bad. It's huge. Son. It's huge. Son. And it's, you don't have to think. The worst thing about men is we always got to think about every fucking decision. Every decision. Everything is thought out here. I'm just in, I'm out. You do the shit. I know it's going to be good. I God trust you. damn done. it, Doc Hosh. It's the you. closest we get to living the easiest life of a woman. Son, well, that's all we want. Right? Just the just comfort. Just live the comfort of a woman. Security. Security. What else? You know. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm telling you guys, it's that simple. You can get all your essentials in one place. Okay? They were popping with essentials before essential workers even became a thing. Right? <laughs> Mac Weldon been on that essential life. Yeah. So you go to MacWeldon.com, use that promo code flagrant. I'm telling you, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't fuck with it if they weren't comfortable and fit beautifully. You go there. You get it right now if you need that re-up. Let's get back to the show. Okay, guys. Okay, so let's let's talk about this Kanye Gap situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Kanye has partnered with The Gap. He's going to bring Yeezy over to The Gap. I think that this is the most genius business deal that I have witnessed in the last decade hmm. i just put that timeline up now so i'll probably regret it <laughs> <Yeah>. but uh, <laughs> uh i'll tell you why gap is struggling mm-hmm. right because yeah. the other like super fast fashion places are buying it the zaras yeah. the top shops yeah. the h&ms i don't know if yeah. h&m's still in business but still like yeah, it's right. a cheaper clothing but it actually has more cachet because they're doing cooler styles etc and then gap kind of just became like bland Yes. Right. You know, it's just like kind of like regular clothes. Like when we were growing up, like a gray gap sweatsuit was kind of fire. I don't know if yeah, you yeah, remember, right. Yeah. Like they had, they had some hot commercials. Yeah, that was that was a they had a run. They had a run yeah. where it was like no, they, they had, had the that original, nice crew neck shit where it just said gap on the chest. Remember the sweatshirt? It was yeah. like a crew yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. They had the original MacBook commercials with just a white background and then a guy talking in front of a completely white screen. Yeah. And the shit was kind of fire. So and everything went downhill when they stopped dancing in the commercial. I'm telling you. Remember yeah. when they were doing like swing and shit in the commercial? Mm, it was fire. But basically what happened is um, as these new things pop up, Cap kind of gets lost in the sauce because it's not as elegant as like the sister company, Banana Republic. I think Banana Republic is owned by Gap, right? So it's like it would go Banana Republic, Gap, Old Navy. Old Navy would still occupy the bottom rung where a lot of people just didn't have the money. You could get clothes for pretty cheap. They had that cargo short run and Old Navy was popping. I think we all wore Old Navy back in the day. And then Gap with this, this like middle ground where it was like almost like rich kids wore gap yeah you know like your parents the rich kids parents would buy them gap stuff Mm. and then gap kind of falls out of favor but what i love about the deal is yeezy brings the cool factor Mm -hmm. gap brings the quality if yeezy partners with h&m or any of these motherfuckers partner with h&m i think beyonce partnered with top shop or something like that yeah Yeah. She brings all the equity, mm-hmm. but the quality's still trash. Mm-hmm. Top Shop is trash quality? Yes. No, nah, Top Shop's a little bit. It's, it's Top higher, higher than, than H&M. H&M. It's higher than H&M, but yeah. like barely. You wash a shirt twice, that shit is fucked. Like the threads are starting to come out. It's not good quality. The thing with Gap is Yeezy is bringing his brand equity to a brand that's quality's already high. Mm. So now I'm like, I would wear this shit if it's good. I would wear this shit. Yeah, I, you could buy something from it, and it's going to maintain its fucking value. Huh. Unlike these other things, all like he has two to do is done. just take the original Gap clothes and put a couple holes in it. <laughs> and and that was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the most genius thing about this was he finally dropped a conscious song today 
about essentially Black Lives Matter. Oh, really? He didn't say it, but yeah, he dropped that shit with Travis Scott. The whole video. Oh, yeah, that's was, what you guys were saying yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that. The timing of that is perfect. Mm. Oh, I just partnered with the whitest clothes on the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah. there you go, everybody. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm woke again. We're good, yeah. right? Black Lives Matter. I mean, not the life of my wife. But <laughs> black Lives yeah. Matter. Like, hey, let me find another black guy who married a white woman as well in the <laughs> same family. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. Now, uh, not saying that you can't do that. Obviously, you can't, but. It is interesting because you're saying this might be more performative and maybe... I think it's a marketing video. A marketing video. Yeah. Right, right, right. You can't alienate your audience too much. Mark, what are your thoughts? Uh, as far as the deal, I think it's smart. Like, Gap was going to be out in five years. You think? Yeah, without this, Gap would have been done five years. Like, their shit was, like, free-falling. Yeah. Like, they were getting squeezed so hard between Old Navy and the rest of their shit. Would like, your generation wear Gap? I mean, I wear Gap, bro. Still to this day? Yeah, these jeans. Really? Come on, bro. Yeah, but you bought them in some store where I someone know. else wore them and then um, you got them. No, I got them from The Gap. You went to The Gap? Yeah. That's my shit, bro. I've been on Gap. I don't know about The Gap anymore, so. Yeah, <laughs> That's, that's the know. only store Mark gets firsthand shit from. Yeah, uh, they don't oh. make that shit more breathable by the Chiefs? The Gap, the space between your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't much of a Gap, bro. It should be mad sweaty. What, what did you say to, before the podcast no. or was it on it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I was passing by and Mark's shoe dropped and I picked it up for him and handed it to him and it was so hot and I'm like, hey, damn, not only is your ass always hot, your feet are fucking hot too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. way pause. Hey, yeah. I knew it was coming. <laughs> so you think five years they're out of here and then Yeezy has prolonged that depending on the success of it. Yeah, and Yeezy revolutionized Adidas, I think. Like, I think I Yeezy did revolutionize Adidas I'm skeptical that he's going to do that for Gap, but um, I've been wrong about Yeezy before. I keep doubting Kanye, and then he keeps winning. So I think it's guaranteed to win because the Gap's at the bottom. So the only place you can go is up. It depends even on how much they, even if it's a little stock, bit up. You're getting the stock nice and cheap. He's yeah. a penny stock right now. It's like the fucking lowest it'll ever be. I just Depending on how much they paid Kanye, can they afford it? And he might have just got paid in a ton of stock equity or some shit like that. Mm. Yo, the interesting thing about paying Kanye is like, or for this is <clears throat> if the deal is only a year or two years, but you bring back the value of the brands, any amount you pay him is worth it. Yeah. Bro, it's a 10-year deal. Oh, really? Yeah. So this is like, mm -hmm. this is Kanye does this and then maybe he's out the game. Kanye is going to be what? What is he like? 55? Kanye. In 10 years? Yeah. He's like 40 oh, something now? 55, yeah, yeah. In 10 years, yeah. But... um. <clears throat> I don't know, because he, he's shaky when it comes to a lot of these business stuff. Like, lately, he's been putting out his own shit, and he prides himself in putting out his own shit. With this, it's like, uh, is it more the gap? Is it more him? Because mm. I know he has control of the Yeezy brand. Mm. And this seems like it's a partnership. So it's I, like, I think they're going to let him do whatever he wants yeah. for Yeezy Gap, not design all the Gap. So oh, I think Yeezy Gap okay. will be like a subset of Gap, just like I think Yeezy was a yeah, subset, subset of Adidas. Of Adidas. Got it. If it's like yeah. that, then He's yeah. not I'm overseeing the yeah. Gap. Fam, I'm I thought, super I thought surprised that, that like, Adidas let this rock. If I'm Adidas, I'm like, nah, bro. Like, you, you want to partner with us? You want to do this with us? Like, make your brand within us. No, nah, but he only has a shoe deal with Adidas. He doesn't have clothing. His oh, clothing so is straight him. You can't go to Adidas and get Yeezy clothing. Hey. Is his clothing selling? Son, I thought I mean, Yeezy's a billion-dollar company or something. It is a billion-dollar company. And that's what's interesting because I think they, the heat of Yeezy's, the shoes at least, yeah. I mean, there was a time that was the hottest fucking shoes, yeah. and now it's not there anymore, but the worth has grown. 
So it's like maybe they maybe like heat don't necessarily mean money. We Yo, think it does. I think you want to like, know some dope warfare, oh. brand warfare. Yeah. Let's say I'm Nike and I want to take out Adidas. I get some Karens to throw some shit in a grocery store wearing all Yeezy. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a move. Right? Whoever the most hateable person is, that's a move. Put them in the opposition. That's opposition's gear mm. and now all of a sudden those new clog fucking things that easy put out yeah it's like oh those are the karen sneaker the karen <laughs> clogs i mean it's <laughs> diabolical but if they get caught it's a wrap that's true 100 <laughs> they get caught it's a wrap yeah. you got you gotta kill them yeah you just pay them so much it's like whatever what are you gonna do have that that long island white bitch or whatever that be wearing the MAGA hats in the videos talking to the phone I love her put her in pure Yeezy this is how I dress for my Spartan races <laughs> this woman is a legend Tina 40 yeah. we love you we want you on the pot yeah, yeah ain't nobody <laughs> talking fuck? shit to her yeah yeah timelines be mad different oh, yeah. <laughs> like this. nah she's coming on everything so what'd you think Akash you think it's legit or not I mean listen I like I said I've been wrong about Kanye every step of the way I don't I don't think this is this is a big swing to me to make the gap cool again that shit is like 20 years old, also, The I, Gap being cool. I think he worked at The Gap as a kid. Oh. oh. I think he's talked about that in interviews. Spaceships, like, he talks about working at The Gap. Yeah, exactly. So he worked at The Gap as a kid. I think he's even rapped about it. Like yeah, Spaceship. To, went yeah. back to The Gap. Yeah, so let's like, go back. Back to The Gap. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's on some nostalgia shit, too. That's dope. Full Not even that's pretty, yeah. It's fuck you. Yeah. He didn't like working there. What, now Did he I get own, fired? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. I, yeah. I think so because uh, they threatened him for stealing or some shit like that. Really? I yeah. mean, he made, he has an entire verse about hating the Gap. Now that I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. On on his first album, Spaceship, or whatever. I've been working this grave shift. That one. I made shit. Like, I wish I could, could buy me a slave, slave ship. And, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, it was like, let's go what? back, back, back to, to the, the Gap. Look, Look at my check. Wasn't, wasn't no scratch. Yeah, uh, if I saw what my uh, fault. Yeah, I still yeah. never got, got caught. Yeah. Okay. You take me to the back, back and pat me. me. Mm. Asking me about some khakis. I'm just a curbside profit with my hands. Well, I thought we were doing Jason Mraz. Mark, you don't know about no Jason Mraz. I don't even compare those two, yo. Kanye got more white holes than Jason Mraz. Yo, you right. Yo. But you know who the greatest rapper of all time is? Who is it, Mark? The greatest rapper of all time? Abomatomically. No. <laughs> Wait, what? No, son, what's poppin'? You went to the only verse that he needed. <laughs> what's poppin', bro? Yeah, bro? My man Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yo, we're only doing white rappers in 2020. Only bro. white rappers in nah, 2020. I'll give up music. So, yeah. Jack Akash, Harlow, I'll give up music. more Akash. poppin' than Post Malone? I got Post plenty Malone? of Tiki Wiki to hold me over, yo. I don't need no fucking white rappers ever in my life. Yo, who do you put higher, uh, Jack Harlow or Post Malone? Nah, Jack Harlow, what's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I got options. I could pass that bitch like Stockton. Uh. That shit (laughs) fire, bro. Where that bitch? No look, bitch. (laughs) You ever did that? You ever no look, bitch? looking on every pass, yo. That's a bounce pass. (laughs) Now you can't no look these bitches anymore. You gotta be like, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what he means. Um... We could talk about a couple of things that happened last night. Uh, academics and Freddie Gibbs. Man, yo. I don't give a fuck about all that. Y'all really want to talk about that? I just think it's Not anymore. F- <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Who gives a fuck, bro? I just like the way, because academics was drunk as fuck, and he was going off on uh, Twitch. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could hear, hear this, no, and then we can you, cut it off if you want. Your mama, your daddy, you your son, this? your right. daughter, everybody. So when you talking about, oh, no. Yo, yo, my son living, you're fucking stupid, you dumbass nigga. 
I know exactly where you live at. I just, I'm not that type of nigga. Mm-hmm. You don't live in a bigger crib even than me. Relax yourself, little, little bum-ass nigga. You- All right. Yeah. Um, go. It's a bad look for academics, yo. You're, a, a, you're a nerd. Stay the nerd. Don't take it from a little guy who knows he's a little guy. The second I start talking out of pocket, yeah, every time there's a voice in my head like, you sure we want to do this? <laughs> the academics need that voice to be a little louder. Right. That's I guess. funny. I actually respect it. Uh, so I love drunk academics. I think yeah, he's yeah, so yeah. fucking entertaining. And I think he's carved out like a really amazing lane. Oh, he's a smart guy. Yeah. yeah I like, I, I have a lot of respect for what he's done. Um, I have no care to talk about this. So you guys. <laughs> i don't know i i just thought it was funny because like freddie gibbs isn't like a punk he's kind of known to have like a pretty rough past or whatever yeah. so it's like he's usually not one of those guys you talk shit to yeah and so academics is just like kind of fearless right here and he will eventually have to see him one day and that's gonna be academics wasn't wrong though he basically was like jeezy's more relevant than academics and i mean than uh freddie gibbs and people were like no he's not he's not putting on music and Academics was like, yeah, but Freddie Gibbs don't sell. If Jeezy put out an album, it would sell more than... Yeah, and that's, then, what, that's what started. And then the that's internet, what the beef was about? Yeah, and then yeah. the internet ran with that. How I you don't know say what's this? more boring, this or uh, Fabulous versus Jadakiss. Nah, oh, Jada chill, was chill funny, out, yo. Chill out, chill out, you're bugging. Jada was funny, you're yo. Bugging. You didn't even watch it. How you have an opinion on something you did not I even click I tuned in for one no, minute. Did it. First of all, let me, no, let, me, let me clarify something. Um, Fabulous is unique in his ability to be the worst performer I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like literally the most boring person I've ever seen perform in my entire life. It is fascinating how catchy his music is because his music, Fab, I've been listening to Fabulous since I'm a fucking kid, okay? Yeah. I swear to God, I remember we saw him, matter of fact, when we were at this arcade on 42nd Street. Remember the arcade? It was in Times Square. It was on like the oh, second floor. Dave and Buster. Yes. No, 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 it wasn't no, no, Dave, but there was another one that you could go to and like you could drink alcohol. We were too young to drink like alcohol. That was on the bomb or floor like or something that. like that. Not yeah. Play. And we saw him pull up in a car. It was like exciting to see Fab. The music's fire. Watching him perform is trash. Jada, hilarious. Jada was so funny. Jada is a hilarious, but he's a hilarious dude. Yeah. And genuinely nice guy. I remember seeing him once in the street in LA and I, and he, I dapped him up and he was very cool about it. So when I was in like college, so very cool. Um, but so boring. I mean, like fab performing was awful. Yeah, and that's usually how he performs, but that's his thing. He's just always too cool for everything. Yeah, but like be a little less cool and then put something <laughs> in it. You know what I mean? Like I fam, when 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 Jada had his arm on the I'm gonna get married to this song and he was doing the close talking yeah. and Fab had to like put his hat down to block his breath from coming out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that shit was wild, bro. Well that's why it was entertaining just to see how fucking drunk Jada, <laughs> Jada was. Like yeah. that shit was funny. No, I love it. You want to watch any of that or not? Nah, we're good. Right, um, what else next? We want to watch uh, Britney dancing. <laughs> this poor. Actually, I want to have this discussion um, okay. because uh, I want to have this like bundle discussion. You know what the yeah. the? I think this is really interesting. You yeah, you brought this up, Al, which is like so. Six Nine was being critical of uh, uh, Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande mm-hmm. for uh, using what are called bundles yeah. to yeah. sell more records, right? Right, and. Uh, and I guess what a bundle is, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but you basically say, yo, if you buy merch, you get a free album with the merch, but Billboard counts that album as a merch sale, right? As an album sale. The album is, yeah. or if you buy a ticket to the show, you give away an album, et cetera, yeah. right? And 6 9 was critical. He was like, yo, it shouldn't count because they're not actually just directly buying the album. Yeah. They're buying that other thing, and mm-hmm. then you're counting the album. So right. Billboard, you shouldn't count that because the person is not 
choosing to buy the album, Mm -hmm. right? It is not the person's choice that makes them buy the album. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking that and I go, okay, well, it's not the person's choice what comes on on the radio. Matter of fact, what gets played on the radio, I mean, we've known for years, is manipulated through connections with uh, record labels, labels, et cetera. So if you don't count bundles... Should we not count any play that isn't dictated by the consumer? Radio's a little different because it's supposedly people calling in and requesting songs. And then if enough, if a song gets requested enough, they add it to the rotation. So maybe in that situation, if it's a call and request, we do it. But still, the amount of people that are forced to listen to a song that they actually don't want to maybe shouldn't get counted the same. You see what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I don't think a radio spin is the same as someone... Uh, buying a record it, it's, it's not even yeah, close yeah, it's yeah. not even it's close like a f- fraction millifraction exactly yeah it. so th- what i guess what they're doing uh, is they break up the difference between a spin uh a purchased a purchase album counts way more, way more. than just a stream, a stream yeah. there's all these different ways to break it up that being said the person listening to radio is not making the choice to listen to it and i'm really curious what if you just made it about audience choice and it's just like you know if the audience chooses to listen to that fucking song then that's what we count now, that's where that gets dicey, though, because now with Spotify, you have playlists that curate what people choose. That's so, another people thing. People are pay, get, paying somebody who runs a playlist to put my song on. And it. simultaneously. Yeah. So break be, the playlist thing down. Mark was talking about that this it's week. It's the new radio. Yeah. yeah. It, it is. So break break how it works, though. So it's twofold. You have individuals that are just like private people that are making playlists that people get on board with and listen to. And, and, then, you, and then people can follow the playlist. Yeah, exactly. And it like just like they'll follow an Instagram account or something like that, and then that playlist will change. Yep, and they'll update it. Like if you follow like Hot Rap 2020, it'll just update with the hottest songs, the hottest rap songs of 2020. Right. And then you also have Spotify who's doing it as well. Okay. And then Spotify will hire DJs to then make their playlist for them. That'll be like a Spotify official playlist. Right. Rap Caviar is one of like the biggest rap playlists that's spon- sponsored by Spotify, and they blacklisted Six Nine. Oh. So they don't have his name or any of his music on the playlist, which then like inevitably affect his plays. S- significantly, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have millions of people that are listening to this playlist yep. every day, that's potentially millions of listens that aren't going to 6 9 Exactly. And getting on Rap Caviar is like a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Like and now rappers will be like, yo, I got put on Rap Caviar. Like, thank you so much. Whatever, whatever. So that's uh, akin to like getting played on Hot 97 or Power 105 back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Where it's like my song is on Z100 or whatever yeah. like that. And there's arguments even made that it might even be bigger because you can actually track the metrics. Like you can actually see, oh, my like my song gets the views. <laughs> it doesn't go to the radio station. Right. Whereas the radio, it gets played, but you know how many motherfuckers and are actually listening to the radio. Spotify. At that yeah, time. exactly. Yeah, and the whole world's got it. So you can actually see, oh, I got put on this playlist and now I have 8 million, 10 million, 100 million more listens. Interesting. So Why, and- did, he get, why did he get banned? Black I think it was after like the rest as well as like his the allegations of like the pedophilia shit back in the day. Clarify uh, those because we don't want to put the P word on motherfuckers that ain't. So I think when he was like 17 or he was a minor, he was seen in a video with like a 13 year old. It was a music video. And then the girl was kind of sexualized in yeah, the music video. Yeah. And oh. so then he got like charged as a he I think he pleaded guilty, but he was a minor at the time. Right. So it's not on his record. Ah. Uh. 
Right. So it's kind of like expunged, but right. for whatever reason, like people use that against him. And he didn't fuck the girl or anything like that. He's not like making out with the girl or anything like that. Right. She was just sexualized in this video. I think that was his video. Right. Right. Which is still fucked up. It's if, if your daughter, you don't want that. Apparently, he didn't know her age, allegedly. Yeah. I just don't want to put that word on the motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, he's. But those are the him. accusations against right. him. And so it was that coupled with his arrest and like snitching and everything that they were like, yeah, we don't want to associate. Yeah, it's just mm. so funny. But it's, like, it's even more snakish from Spotify because they made the exclusive podcast about him that uh, uh who was it angela Yee, the angie martinez uh, angie right? martinez yeah that's yeah. what it was. yo that's you make an exclusive podcast that's about a motherfucker and then black so you make money off him off the podcast yeah. and then you get the and morality then, of oh no we blacklisted him yeah nah, but he's on the platform still he's on spotify but they just took him off the spotify playlist that's which funny. is where you're getting that's all the views and then to, for him still to get a billboard is is impressive, mm-hmm. a billboard number one. That being said, he bundled his shit, yeah. which I get. It's like you got to play the game yeah. the way it's being played. I actually am not against a bundle because someone still has to choose. It still has to be a real fan. Like to me, buying the bundle to get the album, that's a super fan right there. You should be able to be compensated for a super fan supporting your art, whereas you just being on a playlist... You might not be a super fan of that person. You might just be on this powerful playlist. Yeah, so, I feel you. But what if? And I'm sure this doesn't happen. Poke too holes often, in it. Poke holes in but it. But yeah. what if you just like the merch? What if the merch is just fire? And what if the merch is dumb cheap, like a dollar? Now I'm getting a play for super cheap, and I sell a piece of merch with it. Well, I guess it would be you'd get an album buy, which still counts. But yeah, that's a great point. Also, it could manipulate. You do a, yeah, you yeah, do a yeah, 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 yeah. That's, oh yeah, I'll deliver the whole album for a, a dollar. Here, buy the sticker. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Because then I think because of this bundle situation, he actually has the biggest drop from week one to week two. So he had a number one, and then it dropped all the way down to thirty-seven. So I have a uh, I have something about that. I think that six nine strategy is very similar to our strategy in the game with stand up, mm-hmm. where I don't think he's going for a longevity with an album. Right? Like our stand up strategy is I want to be in front of you every week. Here's a new clip every single week. And these clips will pop. Some of them will last forever. Some of them might fall off. But it was like, what's more valuable is is having each clip and pumping up each clip. Mm -hmm. And albums, people are like, let me put out this great masterpiece. Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Lamar is Mm -hmm. going to come out with an amazing masterpiece of an album. People listen to a few weeks and then it will go away, almost like a comedy special. People talk about it for a couple weeks and then it will go away. Mm Right? Like Chappelle's thing yeah, last Chappelle. week. Everybody talked about it and nobody talks about yeah. it anymore, right? So I think he recognized that and he's like, oh, if I just create buzz every week or every month, mm. a new song every week or every month, I stay high and I don't waste 12 songs on one album and then they're done in two weeks. That's smart. Fucking album. I think he really, I think. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah. Mark, what you think about it? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think his whole strategy is like just get hype in the moment and keep chugging away on like like check by check, getting the momentary hype. And then it's like like jumping from one lily pad to the next or whatever that uh, metaphor is. You know, in video games, where like you yeah. bounce. The only thing is that his strategy of getting the attention, though. Yeah. Like I wish it was just the music that spoke for it. So that's the difference between us, right? Yeah. We rely on content. He relies on antics. Yeah. And so that our shit gets yeah. Old. But imagine you had Jay-Z. Imagine you had uh, Kendrick. Imagine you had one of these motherfuckers that every month was putting out a banger of a song that was just fire and like cool features and amazing. You'd be like, oh, shit. 
this is every single week I get this? Yeah. yeah. Like, or every single month, whatever it was, that'd be the biggest rapper in the world, hands down. Yeah, I remember when uh, Good Music was doing those Good Music Fridays. That shit was fire. Fire. We were having like the Lamborghini Mercy. And then yep. like, like it was just banger after banger after banger. That shit was hard. And so. think about it. Even to this even to this day, you're going, good music did it. Yeah. You're not saying the artist. Yeah. You're like, good music was putting it out. And it blew up good music. Yeah. So. Yeah. And especially when you can't tour. Oh, you can't, my God. You, yes. You can't be on the road. Like, this is your only way to like build like uh, continual hype. That's right, because they can't do big shows. Yeah, You have to keep the hype going. You put out an album, and think about it. You put out an album, you're taking that, let's say you work on your album for a month, right? Mm -hmm. You're taking that month, and you're taking that month of brain power and dividing it into 12 different songs. Imagine you just took a month and worked on one song, mm -hmm. and then next month worked on one song. And now you got 12 songs over the year, but each one gets all your brain power. Yeah, mm -hmm. each one you work on on fucking rhymes every single. I mean, it's it's uh, it's different musically, obviously, but like every week when we put out the piece, we are de dedicating all our brain power to that piece. Mm -hmm. We're not making twelve episodes of of this show, the rant, right, in one month and then spreading them out throughout the year. And if we did, they would be worse. It yeah. takes every fucking hour that we put in, yeah, to make that shit good. Imagine an artist like Kendrick Lamar and like a real fucking artist. Was just one song. Hey, here's one. This is my song this month. But Whew. technically, though, they kind of do that because they have like year or two or three year intervals between the album drop. So yeah. maybe they are putting everything into that one song. They just hold it after it's done. If that's until, their strategy. Yeah. Sometimes a guy like Yeezy will just go. He's so talented. Oh, yeah, like, just I'll just do for it like for a couple weeks. weeks yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. rock musicians used to do that. They like, all right, let's write. Let's go in this house and like live there and write the album over a month. I guess maybe a Kendrick writes his pieces over a certain amount of time if he does. I think he also feels like I feel like there's an artistic like the album has a storyline through it. It all means something. It yep. all whatever. Yeah. And you could theoretically do like this year is about this and then this is the year of and then you could have your album title and then it's like a thematic year Yo, and what once if, a month you release a Think track. about that shit. What if you had each song react to the next song based on the new information you know about the world but you still had a through line going and all of a sudden at the end of the year you sell the full album and you see the connective tissue that exists between all That'd the songs? That's kind of dope. That'd be hot. And it's like now the album becomes... A piece of art in and of itself, and, and there's you, a reason to purchase it. And now you hold the full year hostage, attention. You own the year. Oh shit! Chelsea dropping a mixtape. Let's, Let's go, go, son. son. Let's go, son. I think that'd be kind of fire, yeah, man, if the musician did that. Move, yeah. And then, and you know what? You you would body six nine out of here because. The reality is we're into the antics and these things are so fucking entertaining, but the content is trash. The reason we're into the antics is because there's not content right now. Mm. Imagine someone with top tier content came out with that shit. Honestly, music should be better than ever during quarantine. You have what nothing doing? to do. You can all record from home. Yeah, but a lot of times to enjoy the music, you want to be out. Ooh. But like artistic music, like not some shit that yeah, I'm I hear vibing to with my friends uh, and we're yeah, all yeah. partying. Gay music. Common yeah. and shit. That gay <laughs> shit yeah, yeah, yeah. should some, be gayer than some ever. Some ballads, bro. We need some ballads. We need some ballads, yeah, bro. Yeah, like Kendrick could probably drop now and it'll be a perfect time to drop. But so I hear what you're saying. sits with it and, you know, just digesting it. Bring you it just apart. take it, go for a ride. Can't appreciate it. A, I can't appreciate a Kendrick thing on the first lesson. 
But like the baby, for example, his album just dropped not too long ago, and that shit came and went because his bangers. But all his type of music, you need to be outside and yep. enjoy that. You shit. see the baby get conscious? Not the BET Awards performance. Oh yeah, he's a he's a like all his ideas to me are creative. Even yeah. the video that he ended up doing like a George Floyd performance, but the music video is him and Roddy Rich, and they're in like a zombie apocalypse situation. And it's like The Walking Dead. He's always got ideas. Mm. The only thing is that it's funny. Because he's also the baby, but little baby dropped the conscious one like a week or two and before, that was good too. and I think he saw how well that did. Oh, so he was like, "I'm on it." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I give more credit to little baby because he was the first like major artist to come out with some conscious shit. You're gonna see a lot of performative uh, support, I think, because people gravitate towards what's successful, and it doesn't mean that they don't also care about the causes. But artists generally are going to replicate what they see. Uh, gives them the most, you know, I, I don't know, financial success or potential financial success in the future by galvanizing. I don't think you're wrong. But I I think overall, even if that's true, I like the baby and I like the he approaches his videos in particular with a lot of creativity, oh, like yeah, that Broadway yeah. bop shit. That one take was fire yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah. His team, real goats, they they're like the this of of music. They mm. just be doing some creative shit. They're always thinking, yeah. and you don't like hear their name all the time in the zeitgeist but that's a team that's like fire man they're fine they be putting out fire mm. yeah no i respect it he has he's one of those guys man like where the antics make you are almost like a a disguise for the brilliance i think so you know what mm. i mean like uh i feel that same way about there's this ufc fighter who fought this weekend mike perry that shit was great so I, this guy, Platinum Mike Perry, I'm a fan, bro. Yeah. Tell Platinum Mike Mike Perry that we want him on Flagrant 2, man. This guy is the epitome of flagrancy. But, I mean, he had no corner. Al, did you watch the fight? No, I didn't. So he didn't have... Uh, I was you, reading books. You were reading books, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so he had nobody in his corner, right? Except his girlfriend and a cut man. So his girlfriend was his trainer. Why? And she was holding the pads for him. He is... Say money. <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason. Maybe it was, but he is a master of antics, like almost like Takashi level. Yeah. But also executes when he's out there in the ring. Yeah. So having your girlfriend in your corner, no one else, because you left your team and you're trying to prove that you don't need your team. Oh, that's the reason why. Yeah. You oh, okay, okay. So he has his girl like he's like, I could have anybody. In other words, I could have anybody there. And I'm gonna do okay. I'm the one in the ring. I'm the one that has to fight. Like, why, don't act like you're bigger than me. Which is an interesting perspective. I, I think for training partners, it's probably advantageous to like be in one of these gyms. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like what you do in the ring. But he's so erratic in what he says. He gave the funniest post fight speech I've Son, ever oh seen God. in my entire life. Also, real quick, during no. the fight, like in the break or whatever between rounds, yeah. he's like having to tell his girl how to put the ice pack on. He's like, raise <laughs> yeah. it, put it right, right yeah. there, right. So like, where do you want the ice pack? He's like, where I'm bleeding out of my head. Can you try to put it there, please? Thank you. So. <laughs> That sounds horrible. So, no, no, no. She you're wasn't ready, good you had at to it. fight in the ring and not be a girl. I know. I know. <laughs> but he's so fascinating because he has this way of like speaking. Like he's apparently 2% black, but he says the M word. Like he's just, he, he's like super, he's this super fascinating character. But when I see him in the ring or the octagon, whatever the fuck they call it, Especially on his ground game, he's super disciplined. Mm. Like, 
technically different, not just try to like brute force beat you out, like technically super disciplined. And even when his striking, he gets caught a lot, but his hands are always super high. Like he has a lot of things that are very defensive and protective, mm. but his behavior isn't really consistent with that. So most it's people aggressive. think, yeah, it's, it's aggressive. And most people are like, oh, he's just a wild boy. He's just out there. And I'm watching the guy. I'm like, wait, wait, hold up. He actually is like really technical and like really mm. knows what he's doing. So I start going, if he's so technical in the ring, it's not that crazy to assume he's technical in the press conference, technical in hyping himself, yeah. post-fight Technical interview. in the post-fight interview. It where sounds a lot like Izzy, though. He's different Izzy because Izzy is a masterful technician in the ring. Yeah. But, like, you see it in every different part. He's uh, a platinum Mike Perry is much more of a brawler. Okay. But his ground game was super technical. Listen, does that make sense? Did you yeah. guys feel that way? Yeah. And Izzy's antics are like overtly clever. Like when he's talking, you know he's a funny guy who's self aware. Like, you know Izzy's trying to You know to Izzy's be funny aware of what he's, he's doing. Funny. Yeah. You take, Mike, you he's don't a character. Know. You think he this is just who he is, and Andrew thinks I think he knows what he's doing. But you think, uh, oh, this is just a wild boy who doesn't give a fuck about any of this, this, or this. He comes across like Takashi. I think I think Mike Perry. Okay, if okay, I, I if like we that. sat down, I think he'd be like, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm smarter than all these motherfuckers, and I know exactly how to rouse shit up, and I know how to sell fights, and I know everything is calculated. Every single thing I do is calculated. I love that. That's the best type. And I'm gonna WWE act crazy to UFC. And I think what you said is really interesting about Izzy. Whereas Izzy's Izzy is Izzy. We are getting Izzy. Yeah. Like we know he knows who he is, and he's funny with the fucking internet stuff, the memes, and he knows and who's when jabbing. he's being funny. We know he's trying to be funny. We're not like, oh, is he so crazy? We're like, when he's entertaining oh, he funny? Yeah. at a press conference, he he purposely means to be entertaining yeah, at the yeah. press conference. Say, yeah. When Mike Perry's talking about how he didn't pay taxes last year, and he's like, yo, why would y'all give me the money and expect me not to spend it? Yeah. He literally yeah, he said that. <laughs> like in the press conference, he's like, all right, I gotta pay the tax, man. I still don't understand. Like if y'all give me the money, y'all should have taken the taxes out if you wanted. It. Don't give me money, not expect me to spend it. Like you're dying laughing, but you're like he's serious. Yeah. But low key, I'm like, nah, this guy knows exactly what the fuck he's doing, bro. Yeah. I think he's aware of it. I would love to ask. I just, him. I just hope he paid them taxes. Yeah, me too. Pay them shit, bro. That's why you got just, no corner. You got a girlfriend doing fucking overtime. Yourself a lot on public TV. That's great. But um, anyway, fascinating fight. Interesting. You guys should watch that post fight uh, interview if you can, man. Yeah. It was uh, it was very good. Yeah, uh, what's his uh, yo, Sasha Baron Cohen shit? You want to talk about that? Did y'all see it? I did. Okay. Um, we're going to take a break for a second, pay some bills. I got to piss. But then we come back, we talk about that. Boom. All right, guys, we're going to take a break for a second. We got to pay some bills. Listen, I know you're horny. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know you've been at home. You've been all cooped up. You've been mm. in your own bubble. Mm. You know, maybe you haven't been cracking them cheeks as much as you have, but I know that you've probably been on them web websites. You know, you might be stroking. Mm-hmm. Might be stroking. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are doing some stuff with your girl, but you need to elevate it a little bit. It can get a little boring, a little routine in a quarantine. That's what I'm saying, you know what I mean? bro. It just gets a little the same thing every time. You got to spice it up a little gotta. bit. Gotta. You got to go to Adam and Eve, bro. I'm telling you, the best part of staying at home, Akash... It's playing a whole lot. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was in the coffee. I didn't right. think of that. But it was yeah, still yeah. fire, though. It was still fire, though. Look, you take advantage of this downtime, you're going to get one item at almost 50% off. Crazy. Half off. Crazy. Half off, okay? When you do, you'll get almost 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, mm. a three-piece bonus kit, and... Best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Just remember to use the offer code FLAGRANT 
That's flagrant to check out. Adam and Eve has thousands of products to make you glad you are staying at home. Sex toys make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping from home is more enjoyable when you're shopping for sex toys. So go to adamandeve.com, use the offer code flagrant, and get that sex life rejuvenated. You know what the key word was? What's that? Discreetly. You don't have to be ashamed of any of it. Nobody got to know that's between you and your lady or you Uh, and your man. uh, Just keep that shit there. Order. Nobody going to know. Promo code flagrant. Let's get back to the show. All right, we back. Uh, let's talk Sasha Baron Cohen. For those of you guys who don't know who Sasha Baron Cohen is, he's Borat, he's Bruno, he's Ali G. He's a legend, yo. Uh, okay, so and the clip that we're referencing, he basically here. You want you have the clip? Yeah, I guess so. It's not going to be a. He went to not an alt right rally, but he went to a group that was like a militia group in uh, Washington State. And got on stage somehow and started singing this wild ass song. As a country singer, like he put on makeup and all this shit. And then some people started singing along and I don't remember the exact lyrics, but something about like um, giving giving Obama the Wuhan flu and cut off the journalist's head like the Saudis do or something. Chop him up like like the Saudis do. Yeah. Wuhan flu. It looks like it's only stills from it. I don't see it. No, there's a video. Yeah, the first one. But it's all good. Chop him up like the Saudis do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thoughts, Akash? So here's the one thing that was a bit unfair. As I like research it a little more, it wasn't. It says white supremacist rally in the article. These guys are actually very anti-racism. They're like a militia group that's like we believe in guns and all that, but we're not doing this. We're not doing racist shit. And then apparently once like a few people started singing along, they were like, yo, get the fuck out of here. And Sasha showed up with like a ton of security and pussy. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, these are a group of people that believes in guns. You're going to say some shit to piss them off right. into their face. But you're saying calling them white supremacists. It's a bit unfair. I mean, like he needed to get it done and whatever. And, make and like not including when they kicked him off for saying it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought it was, a, it was an unfair bit of marketing. Yeah. Um, but isn't that usually what he does? So that's the thing with him. Like, right. I fucking die laughing at some of this shit. Some of the hardest I've ever laughed is at some of like the Ali G stuff or like the Bruno. Borat. Borat stuff. I mean like fucking die laughing. That being said, it is the easiest type of humor. Like he literally does like the most juvenile, low hanging fruit type of humor that exists. He basically finds the ostracized people, like whoever the leading group or the elites are of that country right he finds the group that they hate and ostracize Mm -hmm. and then confirms their bias based on the stereotypes they have Mm -hmm. so in america obviously the leading group are like you know lefties and they run hollywood etc so he goes okay who do they hate oh they hate these like rednecks so i'm gonna go find white people being racist and then confirm that they're racist right so i'll go to this trump rally or i'll do another thing etc and it's like First of all, you're some fucking spoiled brat that went to Oxford. You don't know dick about America, right? Like, you don't know anything about people in the South at all. All you knew was, okay, I can make money if I come here and confirm how those rich white people feel about those poor white people. So that's what I'll do. Oh, what do Americans hate right now? Oh, they hate Muslims because they're in a war with Muslims? Okay, I'll, I'll make a movie where I make Muslims look really bad. Uh, the Dictator. Right. It's like, I don't see him keeping that same energy 
you know, with anything like I don't see I don't see him coming after Jews at all. He's a Jewish guy. He just points out like white racism and anti-Semitism. I think that's what he's pointing out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was even looking for characters. I was like, that's interesting. Like, has he ever done a like a character that shows like Israel Palestine relations? So or? in his Who is America show? Yeah, I remember being excited about it. Did he go at left wing people, though? Because the clips that went viral were, I mean, they were wild, like getting fucking senators to say some crazy shit and do some super gay shit or whatever. But like there was one character he did in that Who's America show. I think it was Aaron Murad, where he plays like an Israeli uh, anti-terrorist guy teaching like people at a corporate office how to like deal with terrorists. And I'm fucking dying laughing. It's hilarious. I mean, he has the guy dress up as an Indian and then have a snake charm. And that's how you (laughs) (laughs) bro. It's just like, (laughs) bro, I die laughing at it. It's stupid. It's but it, it is super like juvenile, but it's fucking hilarious. It's just so stupid. That being said, like I don't know if he's keeping the same energy. It seems a little bullyish. It's bullyish, and you don't know anything about the culture. You're some fucking snob from England. You're some rich boy from England, and you front in so you can make money off of this stereotypes that these elites that these elites have. That's all you, and I got caught up in it because I was this New York elite, you know, I'm putting quotes on that, but like I was one of these New York coastal guys that knew nothing about the South before I really started to learn about these people, right? And like have family from there so I could really understand their perspective. Mm -hmm. But like before I was like, oh yeah, look how racist they are. Ha ha ha, I have these feelings. And then I would go, I don't even know these people. Why am I calling them racist? If you rewatch Borat though, it's just like some funny ass antics like, the second he gets to New York and he lets a fucking, he opens up his briefcase and a fucking chicken comes out and starts running around. Like, he goes to feminist groups and, like, picks at them. Like, he does go at everybody, but he tends to pick on the redneck. I don't, I don't think he goes at everybody. I think he goes at white people are racist. <clears throat> I think he goes, white people are racist. I think that's it. And I think we know that. And I don't think we need some guy from England coming here to tell us that. But it seems like that's what a lot... That That's my... I laugh on a primal level at him son, a lot, too. I die laughing. Again, from, from a from a laughing perspective, I'm fucking crying. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the end of the goal. That's and that's... The, at the end of it, that's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. At 100%. Yeah. What I value about us is we're coming at everybody. Everybody gets... We're coming, we'll come at Muslims and we'll come at Jews. We'll yeah. come at black people. We'll come at white people. Yeah. We'll come at Indians. Everybody gets these jokes. His jokes have a specific target... Yeah, a specific audience, and he's not keeping that same energy. Not even with himself. He's Jewish. I'm sure there'd be a million jokes he could make about himself, his That's culture, true. his people. He could go at the Hasids. He could go at the Hasids, but he's not. It's all. I'm, you're just gonna go at Muslims and white. You're gonna go at Muslims and you're gonna go at white. Uh, white racists. It's like really, dog. That's it. Is there something where it's like he's making fun of Muslims, but in such an exaggerated way that it's like nobody actually believes these things. Like, it's almost pointing out, like, the... Is there something like that? Like, he's pointing out the... I think he's pointing out the white racism. The racism. That, I think he's pointing out the white racism that they could believe these things about those people, right? right. 100% he's doing it. Um, but also, you know, who knows? I don't know what he feels. I'll be honest. I have to look at every single one. Again, I die laughing. He I is. die laughing. I, I, it's no different than seeing, like, a fat person fall. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he you is. know, listen to seeing, like, a dude eat a fucking hot dog and his friends laugh at it. Like, that's the type of humor it is yeah. to me. But he's not keeping that same energy. And it's kind of annoying when people who aren't from here come here and they trash half the fucking country and they have no clue about those people whatsoever. Yeah. And they're doing it to serve themselves. So it's no. like, if you... Here's, here's my issue with it at the end of the day is... If you're you're not fighting against racism, you're profiting off of racism just like white people are profiting off of racism. 
right? You're using racism to line your pockets and you're not exposing that people are racist to us. Motherfucker, we know we're from here. We know about white racism. You just found out. You got off the boat. To your point, you see what I'm saying a little bit? Uh, to your point, I got more annoyed when he started being more socially vocal this year because before I just thought he it was, who do I make fun of? All right, well, this is an easy target. Let's make fun of that. That's an easy target. Let's make fun of that because I also know like, the Andy Rooney interview he did when he was pretending to be Ali G and he's interviewing this fucking elite newscaster and just l- pissing him off with his mm-hmm. misuse of grammar and his stupid ass questions. And like, I thought, hey, he just makes fun of people that are targets. How can I make fun of this guy? Let's go. Yeah. But when he started getting more social, I was like, what you, nobody wants. Nobody what was he doing socially? What was, was he like? He recently said some shit like as Sasha Baron Cohen, not as a character, not as a joke. Like he went on like he had, gave a very long speech about. I don't know. I tuned that shit out immediately, but it's <laughs> like the problems with American politics and whatever, how we approach this. Did and he? That. I can't yeah. recall exactly. No, that shit, that shit went Twitter viral. Man, shut your mouth. The other, thing the, the other thing that bugs me about him is that oftentimes the people that he's exploiting and making fun of are like typically nothing but like really kind and welcoming to him. Like specifically yeah. in Borat, like he like goes into people's homes that know that he's like a foreigner that know he's from uh, what country he says from Kazakhstan. Yeah. yeah. But still like let him into their home and let him eat dinner with them and like let him sing the national anthem and then intentionally tries to make them look stupid. Yeah. He's a piece of fucking shit. Which to me feels like exploitative. Like He's exploiting him. He's, yeah. he's really expo- and he's profiting off of the racism that he's accusing them of. Yeah. Like why don't you if you really want to fight racism and you're trying to expose it, give all your money back. <laughs> give all the money you made off of showing that people are racist, give it back. Would you say he's fighting against it a little bit by showing how dumb they are? I don't think he's fighting at all. I think what he's doing is cleverly editing the video to show that these people are racist. But if you actually look, what Mark was saying is if you actually pull out and you go, wait a minute, they can't be that hateful if they brought him into their home, they're feeding the guy, they're being sweet to him. And a lot of these people, like even when he was singing a song at the fucking thing, a lot of these people are seeing an idiot on stage and they feel bad for the idiot, so they're trying to make the idiot feel better. Right. Are they racist, or are they trying to agree with someone that they feel bad for? They feel yeah. bad for this motherfucker. Like, when like, he's singing, and he's like, throw the Jew down the well. That song? Wait, what was that one? Where he goes to the rodeo, and he's singing the song, where he's like, <laughs> yeah. like singing about trying to kill all the Jews so that America can be free. This is one of Mark's songs. <laughs> he's just trying to pass wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. in like a country rodeo dressed so as a country That's hilarious. Singer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's funny. And though. he's singing the song going wild, and all the people kind of like start singing along with him. Yeah. And it's like, maybe they're racist, but maybe like they're just trying to go along with this guy from this country. That's they a little, that's a lot. That no, was a lot. A lot bro. <laughs> yeah. What I would say is this. I was like, I'd be like, yo, keep the same injury. Go to Israel and say like, throw the Palestine, Palestinian down the well. Right. Like you think you might get a little support yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you're not gonna do that video right or if you even were like hey like if you would never do anything that would expose the people that are paying you like he would never do anything that's going to expose the 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 side of showtime or the side of hbo or side of whatever network is paying him to do his shows Mm. i don't think he would ever do anything to fuck the bag up so at the end of the day you're just doing it for money bro Mm. yeah you know what I mean? Which is fine, but don't act like you're like keeping the same energy. Don't act like you're doing. You taking advantage of these people, just like racists take advantage of these people. You part of the same fucking thing. Yeah. If you want to make fun of everybody, let's fucking go. The other wild thing about it is, uh, there's one part of Who Is America where he's interviewing like a high-ranking politician or some like powerful person in Vegas, and he's making some joke where he's like, "Oh, do you think you could get me a young boy?" And the guy was like, "Well, I can't, but I know someone that could." Uh! 
and he was like Shit. wait what and he's like yeah like i mean like the cameras are off right and they weren't but he was like yeah i could hook it up and basically was like uncovering like this pedophile ring with this powerful dude and he was like, yeah, I didn't want to include it in the episode because I felt like it was... Uh, you fucking coward. Something. I don't know the exact details. Apparently, after he gave the interview and explained it, people were like, well, why didn't you say something? He was like, oh, I turned it over to the FBI. Bullshit. So he, you part of it. He turned it over to the FBI Whoa. after, but... That hurts. Because you could have like really done something. You put that out? Yo, no, Nobody no, trying no. to protect these people. No, no, hold, hold up, hold up. You're in a conversation with a stranger, right? Yeah. You make a joke. Yeah. We might have to knock this dude out. We make he we make we make a joke, right? You're in a conversation straight. Yeah. You make a little joke about getting boys, and he goes, "Honestly, if you wanted a boy, I could probably arrange that." I mean, the cameras are off, right? The next thing you do is you go to the police and you get this guy arrested, or you get this guy locked up in some way where you can find out where this fucking boy ring is. And also, I would lie and be like, "Yeah, cameras are off," and then I would put it out online immediately because I don't know if the cops are gonna do shit. So hey. National TV, let's do something. Now it's fucking fraud. And then he actually is talking about how you can silence the boy. Like that was his issue. He's like, Yeah, I molested this kid. He's like talking. What do I do? And the guy was like, Oh, I can I can get you a lawyer to like silence the kid. I got you. That's and he cut that part out of the episode. Yeah, and he talked about it later, and then there was some backlash, and then apparently he released all the information to the FBI. So come on now, yo. Come on, bro. You know what time it is, you know what's going on. Mm. that's wild yeah why you looking it up right now yeah so that's the thing like that's the thing with these guys these like woke motherfuckers it's like you know exactly you come in here to get the fucking bag and this is what americans do and i don't know why we're so fucking welcoming and maybe we're it we're not welcoming maybe we're so divided that if you just appease one side we don't care about the other but Mm. like americans aren't united enough where we'd come here and go who the fuck is this foreign rich motherfucker coming here making fun of us we go Oh, they're making fun of the people. Oh, he's making fun of the people that I don't like or I'm told not to like. Ha ha ha. We're so, so loyal hilarious. to our side that if if one side was like, no, nah, having sex with kids is okay. People from that side would be like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, I really believe that. But that how fucked up. Like, Americans on some level, I wish we would come together and be like, yo, we're not going to let these foreigners come in here and judge us like they know shit. If you come in and you spend some time here and you actually learn about the people you're going to fucking make fun of, okay, fine. But you're not going to just hop off and then just you know, like appease. Trevor Noah and John Oliver. John Oliver and all these motherfuckers. Like, you're not going to hop off the fucking plane my, and then appease one side by shitting all over the other side. It's with Trevor corny. Noah is you always speak on racism in America and this is how you want to affect change. Cool. There's a lot of racism in South it's Africa. It's an apartheid ended I would argue Thursday. More. Yo, son. <laughs> this shit legit ended after The Simpsons. The Simpsons is older than black people being free in, in South Africa. So it's like, if you. So that's where it's like. And we have to understand it's, it's a comedic show and it has to be a, co- a comedic show with a first purpose comedy because if the first purpose was ending racism, you know where you would start. Right. You would start in the place where your family members are enduring that shit all the time. Right. Right. But it, if your first purpose is being like a really famous and wealthy comic, then you're here. Yes. And that's how I'm going to treat you as someone who just wants yes. to make a lot of money. Yes. And but I'm not is- going to take you seriously politically because if you really want to help, you're going to go, you want to start at home. And this is the most fertile market for conscious comedy. That's how progressive America is. You can make the most money here being progressive and fighting racism. South Africa, you ain't going to make as much over there because the white people there are probably like, eh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, is, it is. Something rubs me the wrong way, man. Something rubs me. Especially with, with uh, the Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen dude. Like, it's always, I've laughed my fucking ass off. I was laughing today when I was watching a clip, but there was always something about it. 
that maybe it was what you said, Mark. It was just exploitive, and it seemed like it was just exploiting people who kind of were being nice and taking someone in. See, I didn't see it as social because I was like, oh, he's being straight mean to some of these people who are letting him into his house, but it is still funny, so funny is funny, and I laugh. Yeah. I, hadn't, I didn't see it as like trying to push any social agenda. Recently, he started being more social, and even then, I think I kind of dissociated the two. Like, yeah, he's just being social now. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you, his point is, I want to expose these underbellies of America, it's like, nah, it ain't it. Yeah. If you can look at it just being funny and kind of see it almost like jackass. Then it's not, great. That's how, yeah. and the way he opens Borat with the fucking chicken, and then he starts unpacking in the elevator room. He's like, I won't go to a small, and the elevator's like, I won't go to a smaller hotel room. Yeah. Because like, it's all just, to me, primarily funny. Yeah, yeah, but to try to make some sort of greater deduction about like American society through it seems... Uh, yeah, shut your mouth. If he's doing unfair. that, that's You whack, spoiled but. little rich boy from Oxford. Shut the fuck up. How dare you come here and make fun of us. Eventually, Americans, we're going to have enough pride together where we're like, yo, who the fuck do you think you are? The boss that you would have to have. The bo- Like, how divided are America? That we will... Just let someone who knows nothing about half the country make fun of them and laugh along and exalt them and make them worth tens of millions of dollars. we don't identify with that half of the We got to start identifying, yo. That's our brothers, that, bro. That's our brothers and sisters right there. We just letting them get clowned. The you from the South. I say that. There's a lot of good people from the South. Some of them want to kill me. Mm-hmm. Also, mainly good people. A small percentage of people got me yo, on the list. Yo, people want to kill you here. Go to Bensonhurst. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Bay Ridge. Yeah, you're probably right about like, you're talking about you talking about DeStefano and Giannis. Oh, both of them. <laughs> them hyenas will gobble you up. Yo, son, <laughs> throw me to the wolf, yo. <laughs> nah, in all seriousness, like you can find hateful people anywhere. Yes. It's never a question. Yes. You know, it's just weird that we gotta we gotta have a little bit more pride in that regard. We gotta cut that shit out. We gotta cut. Or you just come for everybody and then I love it. If the I'm people who come for everybody, for everybody, I fucking love you. I think you're the man. I think that's why John Stewart low-key was just such a goat, bro. Yeah, he's the like, best. That motherfucker would come for everybody, man. Yeah. And he talked to everybody. He'd go on Bill O'Reilly's shit like, yo, let's, what's up, bro? Let's chop it up. He's not going to hang out in his little corner in his safe space and only have the, you know, uh, the softball interviews thrown to him and yeah. all that shit. Nah, I want the smoke. And we know a guy who worked with John Stewart and was like through and through, he was just the best dude. Yeah. Like in every way, just a fucking real dude. Yeah. You remember before the podcast, we were talking about comedians after they have like a really big hit. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Al brought up a very interesting point, which is like, is it hard for comedians once they have a big hit to maintain that level of funny? It's not just standups, like comedic actors, all these people. You brought up Steve Carell. Yeah. You think that Steve Carell, Office Days Great, hasn't had a hit since? I don't nothing as good as The Office. Uh, Chappelle? He hasn't done TV or movies since. So, right. I think he's, I wouldn't say afraid, but I, I don't think he's willing to come back to the screen because they're just going to compare it to Chappelle show. Chappelle's show. Ooh, afraid of not living up to yeah. that, that expectation. And That's so I was bigging up Jon Stewart because I'm like, all right, he might see all like all the missteps of other people that's why he stayed away from tv he hasn't done tv movies anything really he has yeah our boy robbie worked on the show it was a uh a cartoon show but the technology for the cartoons didn't exist it was Uh, supposed to be a cartoon news show that made fun of both sides of the media but even that it's like uh 
it's a cartoon shirt. It's not, not him. Yeah, that's but, a good point. So what he would say is like, when they would have these conversations, just talk politics, he'd get like all emotional. And then he would say like, you see why I can't do this for a living, be in front of, the, it was literally killing me. Mm. Like this guy really cares. Yeah. And it's not fake. It's not phony. Like he's doing this in a fucking barn where he lives or wherever. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not going to New York. He's not that guy. He just like, really cares and when they talk about it, he get all fucking worked up oh, right. and he's like I, I can't i couldn't do it anymore man it's actually killing me oh i respect that that's what's up yeah nah he's a fucking beast but bro. to your point when he felt like this isn't going to be what i wanted to be quality wise mm-hmm. cut it that's why he cut it the technology isn't good enough this isn't going to be quality like i want it to be quality yeah. cut it i admire that yo it's, don't yeah. so dope. The bullshit uh, so dope yeah hbo take your money back whatever we need to do that's fine the same way i wouldn't go that far but <laughs> I, I i definitely i definitely keep that money but well, he, I put out a, he put out a movie effort. right or produced a movie or yeah something there's like a that. movie going around um yeah there's a movie going around out. his pr company actually hit us up and they were like uh would you like to have john on for for brilliant idiots and i was like yeah i'd love to and uh, let me know. And then they hit me back and they were like, uh, John, pass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, y'all ask me. What the? Well, you can't pass on asking me. Isn't that the oh, weirdest? Son. You want to go to prom? Yeah. Actually, I'd pass. Well, oh. Charlamagne asked him to do Breakfast Club. Well, yeah, I got, well I guess what I happened is they got, I, they got they got Breakfast Club interview. He yeah. interviewed him on Breakfast Club. So I guess that it would be redundant oh. or some shit. But like, I thought that shit was so funny. The nerve to ask me. <laughs> I say, yeah. And then hit me back like he pat. Like, bitch, find what that shit he wants to do first. John, we would love you on Flagrant too. All right? Yeah, we would. Not from you, bitch. <laughs> we can go direct to John. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's like me on how I used to be on dating apps. Like, yeah. I would just swipe right. On just, everyone. Yeah, and they just, like you, and then you're like, nah, I'm not yeah, yeah. I just want to see what you're That's what I felt like. Yeah. I felt like one of your O's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. In all seriousness, um, we got a couple sports things that we got to discuss because some cool, interesting things happen yeah. in sports. Yeah. So, uh, Akash, bring us in. So, Patriots are, yo, you want to talk the, about. How the fuck do they find a way? But you want to talk about great marketing? Go. So, the Patriots got caught filming another team again. The Bengals. They said it was for a part of some TV series they were shooting, right. and they accidentally caught their footage. Right. I love the Patriots. I love Bill Belichick, but they are for sure cheaters. It's too many times, and you can't have this many excuses. So they got caught. They got a million-dollar fine, yep. Whoa. and they lost a third-round draft pick, which third round, that's like good players. You're still getting a good starter in the third yep. round. Yep. So to cover for what all I'm sure the blowback would be, they signed Cam Newton for less than what they're getting fined. And now you don't hear about the fine. You don't hear about the draft pick. All you hear about, and I think it's a great signing regardless, but all you hear about is, yo, the Patriots got Cam Newton for nothing. Here we go again. Let's go. Let's get them to the Super Bowl. That's funny because that is all I heard that about. All I, didn't, you heard. I didn't hear about this fine. I, hear about I barely cheating. heard about That's it. Funny. If I wasn't an avid fan of Tiki Wiki, I wouldn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it is unbelievable how they managed to do it every single fucking time. And I don't, so a lot of people are saying like, I don't and know I if believe. you guys hear this. Yeah. Can y'all hear it? Uh, probably. If you, if it just you guys started hear raining, it, so yeah. it just started pouring rain, like torrential <laughs> downpour. Yeah. And we're on the highest floor in our building. Uh, <laughs> really high. And, uh, <laughs> house, bitch. <laughs> fourth floor, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and uh, so you're actually hearing it on the roof if you hear that. But it probably will go away. But anyway, go on. So Cam Newton, I was a massive Cam Newton fan. He has not been the same since that Super Bowl. Like, right. everybody's trying to make this a race issue and, like, why'd he get paid so little? He got paid, like, a million dollars. 
Because I'm, he hasn't been really good. Incentive laden, though. You can, can it make, is heavily incentivized, but Richard Sherman was like, this yeah. is a travesty. He's a tran- transcendent talent. Yeah. How do you get paid so little? Yeah. White quarterbacks get paid so much. Black quarterbacks get paid. Teddy Bridgewater got a $33 million signing bonus right. a few months ago. Right, right. What Cam Newton was in 2015 when he, when he won the MVP, he has not been the same since. Yeah. And he also has not played in a year and a half because his shoulder was shot. Right. He fucked up his foot with a serious injury. Liz Frank. Yeah. Like, He's not the same, but the Patriots went 11-5 and five with Matt Castle when Tom Brady got hurt. Right. I don't give a fuck how Cam Newton is feeling. He's better than Matt Castle. Healthy. Right. So I think, they're, I think they're contenders again. I just do. I think that, uh, yeah, I agree with you. There, and also, not as much is going to be asked of Cam Newton if he's on the Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots had an amazing run game last year, right? Yep. And I think Cam will have to manage the game. And he is more than capable, if he comes close to his prior form, yeah. of managing a game, especially when you have the offensive line the Patriots have and you have a coach in the Patriots have. So I think it's the ideal situation for him to potentially make a comeback and make more money. And I think that was the conversation. I think the conversation is, look, we're going to make you look great, motherfucker. You're yeah. not going to have to do shit. Mm. We're going to make give you the easiest throws to complete. We're going to do the best. But you're going to manage the fucking game. You're going to play one year with us. And you're going to make, you're going to get a three-year deal after this for crazy money, which we're not going to pay for. Right. Because we're going to be developing a new quarterback under you yep. or this, that, the other. Yep. Um, so this works better for both of us. What you, you could do is go make 15 million on another team and suck because that other team sucks. Yep. Right. Yeah. And then you don't get another contract after it. I think this is Richard Sherman is talking about this um, in in a uh, too short of a time window. He's not he's actually not giving Cam enough credit for how intelligent a move this is. I think this is like what Teddy Bridgewater did. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. could have probably started for a lot of teams, especially after one year sitting and getting healthy with the Saints. Yeah. He said, let me sit one more year. Let me learn a little more. And then he got his chance, shine, and then he got $33 million guaranteed, which is a great move. And if you looked at his one-year thing and you'd probably be like, hey, you played well, you did amazing. Like, why are you taking such short money? This is what they do to black quarterbacks. Or if you look at Teddy like, oh, he's actually a really brilliant guy. He's got a plan here. And then next year he makes that $33 million guaranteed. You're like, oh, that, this just worked out perfectly. And I don't know that Cam was getting $15 million offers, but the best move is to go to Bill Belichick. And to be honest, his coach, his old coach, Ron Rivera, gets a lot of credit. And he's like, everybody in Washington is happy he's there. I think Ron Rivera ruined Cam Newton. Mm, why? Because Cam Newton is massive. So they would run him all the time. Too much, yeah. And Cam Newton also, this is on him, just because you're bigger than most linebackers doesn't mean you should just try to run all of them over because eventually that damage adds up. Yeah. But if you have a coach that's willing to say, like, you know what? Like uh, Kyler Murray's coach in Arizona, Scott or Cliff Kingsbury, he's not having Kyler run a lot. Kyler's also smart. He knows I'm a little motherfucker. I can't take a lot of punishment. But his coach is also not having him scramble a bunch, not having him get hit. Yeah. You need a coach that won't wear you the fuck out. Bill Belichick is not going to run a bunch of running plays for Cam. Yeah. I think he's got to know more than that. Yeah. So he's going to have Cam throwing, easy throws, set it up. We got a great defense run game. I don't know if it was great or not, but like we'll be good enough. Right. Let's just get this done. You'll go make make money somewhere else. We'll keep developing QB. You think he's going to be disciplined enough to... Adopt the system. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, everybody falls in line. Ocho Cinco fell in line. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like, this is the Patriots. I think this is a really uh, smart move. So, at AB. Say what? Uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, but he also got it. He was falling in he line. He got line. arrested or whatever the fuck, so the Patriots cut him. Oh, yeah. yeah he yeah, had a sexual assault yeah, charge, yeah, yeah. and he spoke. Matter of fact, they probably would have kept him. 
but he went on Instagram and spoke about the sexual assault charge. Yeah. And I think that was the issue with our yeah. like Patriots. We keep everything in house. You let yeah. us handle it. I'm sure the Patriots are like, yo, we have the PR team here. We will put out the fires. We had a murderer on our fucking team. Yeah. Right. True. We put out the fires, but AB went his way and then they clipped him and he begged for his job back. He knew what he did. He yeah. apologized, right? Yeah. Like, he apologized to everybody in the organization. He's yeah. still been on some fuck the NFL shit, but he ain't on fuck the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's true. Maybe Kraft. He, he might have said fuck a couple people. He said fuck a couple of Patriots, but then left a couple out. It was like an odd Fair. thing. But I think he's just trying to save face because he knew he fucked up. But yeah. now if I, I apologize, I look like a bitch and nobody's hiring me, I might as well make it seem yeah. like I am in control of the narrative, which he wasn't. Well, okay. Last thing before we get out of here. Um, Drake's coming into the bubble i think Wait, really yeah so the bubble is in orlando there's a couple things going on that are quite interesting um the bubble in orlando they call it a bubble because literally no one in no one out mm-hmm. right so the bubble is this for the nba uh playoffs the end of the season and playoffs yeah. that are about to happen in orlando where the entire league is going to go to this place in orlando no one in no one out and a massive problem is and apparently this is what all the players are asking about yeah obviously i don't even need you to finish this pussy Pussy. Mm -hmm. these guys even if they are married are just tearing through pussy on the road they got side chicks in every city right i'm not snitching everybody but we all know what the fuck time it is guys just pick up a book so So if you're in the bubble, they're not going to be flying bitches in and out. That's locked in. So the dudes are rightfully asking, yo, are we supposed to go two months without pussy? That being said, you're going to get the best play that you've ever had. I mean, it's going to be super aggressive. Maybe it's going to be back to the 80s where they were just swinging on motherfuckers. (laughs) Imagine the most testosterone-induced human beings on the planet not being able to let that testosterone out. It's like jail ball. It's jail ball, dude. This is going to be the replacements or whatever that movie was? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Was it the replacements? Uh, Any, what, Longest Yard. Longest Yard, yeah. So they're going to be in there, but a big issue is with the girls. And then I heard a rumor that Drake might be coming into the bubble. Mm, breaking news. Yeah. So maybe we get Drake in That's the bubble. That's a problem, yo. And I, I actually think it's a smart move on Drake's part. Yep. But Drake ain't going to be able to go two months without getting pussy. Drake going to be bringing motherfuckers in and out. So like he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to stay the whole time. The rules, right? No, I think he's got, I think everybody there, the person that is going to come up the most are these bitches that are working like the chicken tender uh, <laughs> machine, you know what I mean, filling oh, Coca-Cola's up. Pregnant. Yo, I'm saying if you have a job in Orlando working in the bubble and you are a girl, you are going to catch yourself a ball player. You might not get pregnant, but you're definitely going to get some dick and you're going to be fucking way out of your league because oh. you're the only pussy in the bubble. Son, you, mm. you better do what you can to be the baddest tender bitch. Son. Yo. Fry them up. Yo, fuck Tinder. This tenders. This tenders, dog. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the cheerleaders are going to go down because they're going to get smoked That's out. That's the solution is you bring quietly like a set number of hoes in mm-hmm. and that's just these are the bitches for the two months. If you are a dude in Orlando and yeah. talk to your family members, if you are a dude in Orlando that got a girlfriend that's working in a bubble and she's like, babe, I can't see you for the next couple months. I got to work in a bubble. A Kiss rat. that bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she belongs to the bubble now. She belongs to the bubble, bro. <laughs> she she belongs in that bubble. Yo, real talk. It's over, yo. Your girl's getting fucking cracked. I was trying. I was going to do a sound effect, but I couldn't think of one except the whip. That's <laughs> <laughs> Probably not good. Yeah. Probably not. But some of them look like whips, I bet. <laughs> do you know more like details or rules with this bubble situation? Like, nobody in, nobody out. Wow. I once, think once you leave, you're gone. 
Okay. It's gonna be some people ready to lose out that bitch. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, let's get the fuck up out of here, man. If you, if you know you're not gonna be able to beat the Lakers, if you know you're not gonna beat uh, you know the fucking uh Raptors or whatever, you might as well just yo, leave and get some pussy. Lakers Clippers is gonna be the the only good series because LeBron and Kawhi are the only guys who wanna win. Yeah. Everybody else like get me home. Yo, I'm yeah. trying to get back to these bitches. Yeah, dude. LeBron is like, yo, I don't got that much time left. I could put it on hold for two months. Also, probably he could get girls in and out. Nobody can say shit. Hmm. And Kawhi, he doesn't have sexual feelings anyway. He's <laughs> just a robot. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that LeBron shut down all that we're not going to play talk. Yo, right? There sure are a few did. players talking about that. Hey, man, we, we shouldn't play. Keep the focus on the issues. The whole Brooklyn Nets. The whole Nets. And then LeBron was like, y'all ain't in the playoffs anyway, but you bum asses. Yeah. You're going to be protesting. Yeah. <laughs> protesting is for you. So there's no families in the bubble either. No. I think whoever comes in stays. But can you bring your family? I don't know. Mm. I gotta look. Wow, I gotta look. Do some shit like that. <laughs> I think they just fly in as many hoes as they can. There's just gonna be a house for the hoes. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, that's just. And big. you can't make it public. That's the problem is keeping it quiet. Everybody gonna run their fucking mouth. But quietly, you need to bring in thirty to hundred bitches, and then just these. This is your job, son. This is what Epstein did. I mean, they were Whoa. too young, obviously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's essentially what they were organizing. Legal Epstein. Legal you Island. You need a legal Epstein. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. Legal. But don't you think that'll make people territorial? They're like, yo, that's my side piece. Like, nah, a little nah, bit. But then y'all can, y'all can hash that out on the court. They share all the hoes, man. They share all hoes, but because there's an abundance of hoes. Oh. When you have a limited number of hoes. Finite hoes. Mm. Finite hoes is a problem. Someone's got to organize these hoes. Yeah. Hey, hey, why don't you, bitches, why don't you march yourself to that bubble? Go park in that motherfucker. <laughs> you want to be sluts? Go walk to the whole fucking bubble. Bro, whose job is it to organize the hundred or so hoes? A slut march to the hotel. That's what you need. You put them up in a hotel, put them up in Magic Kingdom. They could play in the fucking resorts all day or play yo. in the, the what they call, Harry Potter world. I'm saying that's universal, yo. That's what not a, a part of the bubble. That's not a part of the bubble. Oh, I ain't going. These bitches could be in Animal Kingdom the way they finna get dogged out. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting thing, and it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. I wonder if people start to get real angry. Ooh, first game, July 30th. When is it supposed to? Oh, July 30th? First yeah. game, but it's, they're like... I'm going to be looking at some of these Instagram hoes. I'm going to see to if... see where they at. Yeah. Oh, if you see any girl posting there, Mickey Mouse... Son, ain't going to be no posting. She for the street. No, she pay, for the bubble, bro. Pay attention to the bitches not posting. Because they're the ones that are in the bubble and you can't let nobody know you're if in the bubble. If a bitch stops posting, she only posts like in the gym in a hotel yeah. or in a hotel bedroom. Uh, She's a bubble bitch. Damn, Yo. <laughs> a bubble that bitch a bubble. bubble bitch. Oh, that's the title. <laughs> Yo. Damn. This is, it's like All-Star Weekend. But for, but a, for whole, a month. Yeah. A month, you think yeah. these girls could take it? How are they going to get their birth control in the bubble? How are they going to get their day after pill? Somebody going to get all that shit. Yeah. Drake. Have, that's yeah. on Drake. Drake got to come through with a Louis Vuitton bag a day after. <laughs> right? Yo. Put that shit in the breakfast buffet. All these right bitches. at the end of it, next to the bread. You know, you can get the bagel and you put it in a toaster machine. Right next to that. Bread, bagel, birth control. That's the, <laughs> that's the setup right there. Everybody taking two months of birth control down there. Like, that's just not you even You got to. Not even a question. You got to, bro. And then you just crack an asshole. Actually, to be honest, these bitches ain't taking no birth control there. I they're, think they're trying all... to they're trying to get got. Yeah, 
I think that's why you need to test these bitches for COVID and you need to test them for that. The you, you're not UTI, IUD. Yeah. Oh, yo, you got to be IUD'd up. You got to be IUD'd up. You get D'd down. You know what I mean? You know what I'm like, saying? Get that chip in your arm. You could put a chip in these girls' arm like they're a dog. Like a doggy. <laughs> you could chip a girl put up. Put that shit behind her shoulder. Where's you she put going? It, no, they put it right in this muscle right here. So every time she jerks off, she remembers, bro. <laughs> every time she jerked that dick, she see that chip. You should be able to see that chip pop out. Real talk, you should be able to tap your dick on it like you're uh, putting food through the ringer at the <laughs> grocery store. Just that boop. Like you should, all the sperm. Low-key, low you should be able to put your balls on the chip and yeah. then zaps all the sperm in your balls so you could still let it out, but they don't swim. Mm. Paralyze them. Did I just make some fire shit up? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you just take your balls on a girl's arm and just boop. Just imagine that, Akash. <laughs> What do you usually do with your balls before sex? I do exactly that. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't play no games with your balls? Nah, what you playing? Oh, <laughs> dude, I always do that shit. Tic-tac-toe, what you playing? I don't know. Sometimes I like turn, I like squeeze them like that and I'll turn them into a little butt. <laughs> into a little butt? You know, because they go like that. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Or some lips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they're just like some big lips like mine. Yeah. And then I'll just give a little kiss to my girl. I'll just yeah. go... Like on her leg or That's knee. Cute. That's cute. You got no top lip. Yeah, I know. What? You got no top lip. Mark got better lips than you. Man, get out of here. Mark ain't got low. no lips. He's also French, bro. He's been sucking on baguettes his whole <laughs> life, dude. <laughs> but no, nah, for real, top lip, I got a bigger top lip than you. <laughs> you can't even say it. Come on, because I'm smiling when I smile, it goes away. <laughs> but when I'm not smiling, when I'm fucking stone cold. <laughs> oh, don't. All right, we're done. Nah, come on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Give me my single, Al. Uh, disgust. I didn't just body that? Nah, nah, sorry. Not at all. Son, that was trash. Come on, bro. And you ain't invited in the bubble. I'll tell you I'm that really much. surprised we got through this whole podcast and we didn't have to hear about your golden, what, retriever doodle? Yo, can I tell y'all something about dogs that I didn't realize, bro? Son, this guy. Here we go. Oh, it's disgusting. <sighs> Here we go. You know how like when you get like a honeymoon is over. <laughs> you get like a video game system, like the shit comes with some demos or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These dogs don't come with nothing, bro. Yeah. Okay. Like it don't even retrieve. Yeah, you gotta train them for everything. I thought that's dog. <laughs> like I was throwing the shit and it would just look at it and then would maybe get it and then stay there. Are you sending that shit back? What? You going to send it back? No, I love this little <laughs> motherfucker, bro. I love him. I'm telling you, you're going to love him and there's going to be times where you're like, oh, let's just let this fucking thing go. We just I think that usually is the case if you have to clean up after him. But I don't do that. <laughs> 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 so I just love the fuck out of this little motherfucker. Nah, it's going to be frustrating. I'm telling you. No, nah, no, nah, it is. And my other dog's a cunt. So like, and she's just being a su- real bitch. Yeah, she's a real bitch of a dog. <laughs> she's a fucking bitch. And she's like, <laughs> she my, a, my a pup, my yeah. pup, Sabi, wants to play. And I get that's annoying. But this other dog who's older, like, kind of like nips at her. Yeah, you got to like, teach her, though. That's how she learns to play. Say again? That's how Wasabi's going to learn to play with other dogs. What? Is she gets nipped a little bit. And then she's like, oh, okay, I can't do too much. Really? Yeah. Dead ass. They all they be communicating these dogs. Oh, I just I just be abusing the other dog every time she nips in my little baby, bro. <laughs> one thing I don't really abuse it, but one thing I did learn, like you know how parents say, like uh, we don't have favorites with our kids. Yeah, that's a lie. 
<laughs> I have a clear favorite with my dog. Yeah, that's your dog, though. The other one, your dog. I adopted it. It's more like a stepson. You stepped into a house. With, yeah, it's a stepson. Yeah. You wiped your girl, and yeah. you, she had that dog and that kid, and just that's yours Let now, Let me tell you how much I don't believe those videos. You know where the stepdad adopts the daughter after 18 years of raising yeah, her or some yeah, shit like that? Yeah. He don't love you. <laughs> don't fall for that shit <laughs> you don't love your ass you think he loves your ass what was that Patrice joke hugging someone's sperm fuck out of here with all that that's too extra he adopted you because your mom asked you to oh, <laughs> did Patrice raise another girl though and love yeah her? but he's like that's someone else's sperm oh, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, anyway, more dog talk on a Patreon. We love y'all. Uh, Patreon episode. Last week, or I don't know, next week. I don't know what's happening, but this Patreon exploding, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know if y'all been spreading the word. I don't know if the, the ether is ready or if people know that the cancel culture is out there. So, so the, you know, the asshole army is going to support the one thing that we have to fight against that shit. But like... The Patreon is fucking exploding, Yo, bro. 10,000. We, we over 10,000 10, on Friday. Now we're at like 10,300, I think. So I like, don't know what, what the out? fuck is going on, but like, thank y'all. Patreon.com. If, if you guys don't know what a Patreon is, it's another episode that we have. Um, and uh, every week they're on Fridays and there's a paywall uh, that we put behind us. $5 a month. There's another one for $10 a month and then a captain level for $25 a month. Each tier gets different things, but... Man, we appreciate you spreading the word again. This is not so for good. everybody. This is just for the people that you know fuck with the flagrancy, and we go nuts on that shit. And uh, apparently it's something y'all fuck with, man. So we're so grateful that you would even spread the word about it. It means a lot to us. Um, just want to say thank you, man. And for real. Yeah, it really gives us a lot of security to keep doing whatever the fuck we do because we're not worried, man. We got it. We got it held down. So we'll see y'all Friday. All right? Peace, love. God bless.